Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Kevin Kirchman. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. What are we talking about today, guys? <laughs> okay, well, today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about Just 2019's The Fanatic, directed by... <laughs> wait, hang on, wait, directed by, let me check my notes here, directed by Fred Durst? Is that Fred Durst? Is Fred, that right? Fred Durst. Frederick Durst. Now, surely that's just a coincidence. That can't be the, the Fred Durst that we all know from uh, the band Limp Bizkit. It, it is the same guy. The one and only? You can yes. get a little closer. It is the same guy. Um, and yes, I was surprised to see that, well, that Fred Durst was coming out with a movie, and then I look it up, and he's done other movies, yeah. and I'm just like, this movie called, what was it, The Education of Charlie Banks? With Jesse Eisenberg? Which yeah. I remember working at Blockbuster and seeing on the yep. shelf him longingly, <laughs> like looking through like a fence, for one, and I'm like, oh, this guy's legit. He's and then lo- he did longingly the long shots. The <laughs> he yeah. did the long shots. The football movie? Yes, the Ice Cube flick. The Ice Cube film. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, don't I didn't know, know he did that one. I don't he know did. any of these films, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, Frederick or maybe Durst. Frederick front Durst. Man, former frontman. No, I think they're no, still touring. Oh, they're still touring. With one Wes Borland. I think he's back, yeah. With, they, they cut him out oh. after Chocolate Starfish. He was gone. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they brought Borland back. So for the results may vary, he wasn't on that album. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I know I know my Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I listened to Limp Bizkit the entire ride here. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> like I, have the, I have the Chocolate Starfish CD in my car that my friend gave me as a gag, not knowing I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> the opening track is a banger. It absolutely is. <laughs> he rips the Nine Inch Nails. Uh, right. Closer. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, wow. we could talk about Limp Bizkit all night, but we could also talk about maybe this podcast a little bit. Let's get self-referential here. Yeah. Because this is uh, not a, technically the last this is episode. Our, this is our penultimate episode. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing the thing wherein, the, you know, like th- this is kind of like the last episode. And then like the last episode is actually like kind of like a special episode. From kind the of a vault. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's what's happened. So this is this is uh, effectively our last recording. Yeah, and uh, cool. therefore our last episode that we are doing in this run of ninety. What better movie to do right than than the fanatic? The fanatic, formerly known as Moose. 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 I've been tracking Moose since pre-production. Oh, and that's not you're, a joke. So you're Moose heavy. I'm big <laughs> into you Moose. Go, you moose. go long and hard moose on tracks. <laughs> yes, I've been following the Moose tracks, if you will. So yes. what? Tell us. Give us your history of this film. So I think I saw a Fred Durst coming out with this new movie, and there was just the screenshot of Travolta with the haircut that yeah. we'll talk about in this movie, I'm sure, yeah. and the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And it was just called Moose. Yeah. Moose. It was like Fred Durst's new film Moose starring John Travolta and Devin Sawa. Yep. So I was like, Devin Sawa? <laughs> Devin, he's, he's, like, he's I thought alive. I thought he died on a roller coaster or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I believe that I believe that did happen. That was a documentary, right? Yeah. You know, right. Death comes for all of us. It guys. does absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So I just like it started as a joke because I'm like, oh, Fred Durst. This movie's probably going to be ridiculous, or it's like, how is this going to even be real? Mm-hmm. And then I saw that he did other things, so I just kind of rode the moose wave, and I was <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm going to die on the moose hill, you know, <laughs> and I'm just going to be committed to this movie. 
Uh, you, you, the, you decided early on, I have oh, to commit to moose. Huge, yeah. huge before. So then to, to learn it was under 90 minutes and that I could kind of ask for it to be on this podcast. The kind of he's been waiting for this podcast so he can come on. I think just any podcast maybe to talk about moose. <laughs> Absolutely. To talk about moose. So and we will re- here. We'll refer to it as moose as they refer to him as moose so many times <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And um, if you didn't know that his name was Moose, right? Um, fuck, I don't know what's wrong with you. Take a drink anytime he says they say the word Moose, you'll be fucked up in a minute. Title character Moose. Yep. In yeah. the film Moose. Now, Dan, before we started, asked, he's like, "Can I get just a little sneak peek of your uh, your taste on the, y- this movie? Oh, yeah. Your and opinion?" I said, yeah. And I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving us one. I didn't. No, I didn't want to give it to him before oh, we okay. started recording. Yeah. Do we want to Can actually say? Our opinions on this before we actually get into the plot, or I do we want to give a? Do is there more backstory to this? Once, once the 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 haircut, I mean, my God, the decisions. I don't want to. I don't want to give spoilers because we sure. go beat by beat. But I'll give an overview without spoilers and say I thought this movie was really interesting, and then by the third act, which it really hinges on the ending, mm-hmm. I was let down. Yes. So. I thought it was better than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. just because I kind of went in expecting absolute garbage. I think all three of us went in expecting hot garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. The hottest garbage like that a just... a laugh fest for us, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but it turned out better than I thought it would be. It, was, it wasn't a, an enduring 90 minutes that I had to sit through and watch. No. There, like you mentioned, Jared, there's some decisions where I'm just like, oh, this probably could have been even better than they made it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd like there's a difference. There's a lot of these movies that we do on this podcast. We're like looking at the clock throughout. Right. And this one, it gets a little repetitive, but not as repetitive as one Don John that we've done on this oh show. God, where it's yeah. the, literally the same setups. Oh, right. It's the essentially same. the same reel over and over again. Um, um, this movie is a little bit, but I thought I found it really uh, engaging. Throughout. I'm going to go so far as to say I almost like this movie. Okay. Like I, I genuinely almost like this movie. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that there there are some roadblocks that. I don't know that this movie could have ever gotten over, and we'll get into that too. There's also some, and I'm no filmmaker. I did not study film in school like both of you to an extent, um, but I could tell. I was like, there, there's something structurally messed up in uh, the order of some of these scenes here, mm. in the in the beginning to the middle here. Mm-hmm. That uh, I just I was like, wait, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. I guess it's got it's got that indie tinge where right. he's doing whatever he wants. It's clearly. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, like it's it's shot pretty well. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. So fun fact: I'm I'm going through the opening credits and I see who the cinematographer is and I see Conrad Hall. Yeah, yep. and I'm like Conrad Hall from American Beauty. Yep. Conrad, and I'm like, no, he's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So I look up Con. I look up the movie on IMDb. I look up the fanatic and I see Conrad Hall. And I click it and uh-huh. American Beauty's in his credits. Wow. So I'm like, what is going on? It's here? the same yep. person and it's his son. Ah. Yeah. So he was the camera uh, department of American Beauty. But yeah, I no, gotcha. he's he's definitely a talented cinematographer. I had the same thing. Yeah. I was like that. That name looks familiar, but that W, I guess. Right. He uh, he shot Panic Room. Yeah. The Punisher, Tom Jane, and yeah. Olympus Has Fallen. But his dad did Butch Cassidy, Road to Perdition, Cool Hand Luke, Marathon Man. <laughs> right. His dad is <laughs> prolific. His dad made some films. <laughs> this guy's shot some movies. Right. He made a Fred Durst film, which yes. is an honor. Which his dad can't say. An almost yeah. good Fred Durst film. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I haven't seen his other movies, so I don't right. know how he's yeah. grown as a director. But the, he's he, every movie is supposed to, I guess, at the very least, say something. And I think this spoilers, minor, minor spoilers. This is how he feels about his his complicated, maybe soured relationship with his fan base. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he's the Devin Sawa of this right. movie. I think maybe you could pro- definitely project onto him because he's gone through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Right. Brief history of Fred Durst. <laughs> Go for it. The rise and fall of Limp Bizkit, yep. like, what, 98, like $3 bill, y'all. And then uh, Nookie. Yeah, yeah. Significant Other, big. the album with like, break shit on it. Yeah. Like, those songs were huge. Mm-hmm. Like, they were probably the biggest band in the world yep. for at least a time period. For at least a minute. Like, yeah. Anger Management Tour with Metallica. Right. Uh, yeah, big stuff. Yeah. Mike's got a good Limp Bizkit <laughs> story. I don't like secondhand stories, but it involves him coming out with a shotgun because they booed him. They wanted yeah. Metallica. Yeah. And he started <laughs> firing like blanks into the air <laughs> while screaming. Uh, Some obscenities. Yeah. But um, after that, their magnum opus, if you will, mm-hmm. chocolate starfish mm-hmm. and the hot dog flavored water. Yes. And which was yeah. like 2002, maybe. To me, there's a certain point where it's like, I don't know. I mean, there, there, there's stuff like Enema of the State where it's like, oh, that's cheeky and funny. And then mm-hmm. there's something like that where you're just like, I can't take you seriously as an artist when you mm. name your album Chocolate it's Starfish. Bold. <laughs> it's right. bold. I mean, there's Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars and you got your hot dog flavored <laughs> water. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a little, there's such a thin line sometimes. And they got to do the uh, Mission Impossible 2 theme. That so was on huge. That, they put that on the album, yeah. that song, but th- I mean... To be the the artist behind a theme song for a... This was the time when I would say soundtracks... There, a soundtrack could be bigger than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. Mission Impossible 2 was a big movie. That the but last like, wave of that. That was a yeah. blockbuster soundtrack. Yeah. And they still, they still use that song. Hey, like the, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they like do traffic reports on yeah, the fucking on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Right. You can thank Fred and for so that. And so on and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> he says you're welcome. Yeah. And he's, he's pretty angry in this movie, but yep. he's saying some things. And I, I read some reviews before mm-hmm. going into this movie. We'll get into I went the, in the blind, and I'm so glad I did. Nice. These, these reviews were quite negative. They go yeah. pretty hard into the movie. I feel like the majority of them are pretty unfair. I agree. They, they attack John Travolta's portrayal of Moose, who they, they can only glean he has some type of autism, quote-unquote. And that's all that's been confirmed with uh, uh, Travolta and Durst. I don't think this is. Uh, I don't think he's making fun of. No. I don't think this is insensitive. No, he, dude, this is. He looks funny. This yeah, is an actor fucking acting. Yes, like I, he's making really interesting choices. He yeah. committed to the role way more than I thought he was going yeah. to. Yeah, I and, and actually gets lost. And I thought in it was good a little bit. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I I was gonna say this, but this is I think the the main hurdle that this movie had. And it's a similar problem with, like, Adam Sandler, who is a good actor, but you can only take him so seriously in a dramatic role because it's it, there's just something about him that's sure. just, like, it's Adam Sandler. So, like, stigma, yeah. you watch, like, Rain Over Me, and it's a great movie, and he has a performance in that movie that will make me cry at times. But at the same time, you're just, like, sometimes you're just, like, that's fucking Adam Sandler. You we know? were college women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Get the fuck up. Yeah. So like stuff like that, where it's like the he's River, making a choice. Bruce that, Springsteen. Yeah, you know, Shadow of the Colossus. And a couple times in this movie, he's mostly lost, but there's just like 
every now and then you're like, that's John Travolta. No, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it doesn't. You it, snap that's, back a little that's bit. That's the problem with yeah. it. It just takes you out of it just a moment. I'm watching it, though, and I'm thinking this is the difference, though, between a real actor and some Joe Schmo you, mm-hmm. you hire for an indie. Like, you yeah, get, you get what you pay for. And you yeah. probably, to be honest with you, maybe a million, a cool mill for this budget. Right. Rel- I'm, I don't know how much this was made for, but I bet like we know half- how much it made <laughs> in the <laughs> box office run. I shared an article with you guys it was from like Fox News or something. And it was like, uh, by the time that article was released, it was probably a month out of a theatrical release, and yeah. it made three grand. Right. Yeah, yeah pretty brutal opening. Right. So and I don't, f- I think it's the Durst, I have a theory, maybe if Durst used a pseudonym, yeah. maybe he would have, uh, it would have been more, success- I don't know. I mean, you know what, that's not the most egregious error that he made with uh, <laughs> with his history I think for this though, movie. I think though, if you, it now in 2019, I don't like, this isn't a soapbox, this isn't anything, I hope not, but... Anybody who is not autistic, who's portraying autistic now in a film, is going to be deemed yep. perhaps disrespectful. Right. Uh, I'm tr- which, outright. Which, in and of itself, is completely unfair. Right. Because you flash back to I Am Sam or something like that. Or forget, I mean, forget that. It's just. Rain it, Man. It, like it, all of these. Yeah. it betrays what acting is. Like, it's, you know, acting, you're not. Yeah. You're acting. It's, mm-hmm. I don't, you know. That's so I, I feel like there's a handicap and a, no pun intended. Clearly, no, yeah. please. Right. But there's a handicap and there's like a, they score against these movies right out of the gate. Right. They are like, yeah, I think this movie was doomed. Right. Because Tra- Travolta it wasn't his son mentally challenged as well. The one that passed away. That's so right, it's not yeah. like Travolta is going to be insensitive about exactly. these things that he's yeah, doing. He's got he tragically right. lost. And his yeah. son. Exactly. Yeah. So he's probably using this as some sort of memory of his son, mm-hmm. some sort of tribute. I'm to sure him. a lot of this is his son. Right. Cause I mean, a lot of this performance is just a child. Yeah. Like you can tell that yeah. there's a child in the performance. So, yeah. I guess this is our little prologue saying, I'm sorry if you guys thought we were going to lean really hard into this <laughs> right movie. into crushing it. I here's, I'm going to scrutinize the fuck out of the story and some of the, character choices but also great on maybe a little bit of a curve here (laughs) i will just say there's a point this is one of the this may be here's the two things i'll say this may be the only movie that we've done where i put my pen down because i was that interested in the movie there's been a couple times where i put my pen down i was like fuck it i don't even want to take notes i'm gonna scroll through my phone while the pest is playing in the background right (laughs) now But I'm also, uh, I want to say that I'm really happy that this is the last episode that we're recording because of all the episodes we've done in over 90, and there's been a handful that I have never seen before recording, this was the biggest surprise because, again, (laughs) we all expected hot, steamy garbage, (laughs) and we were like, what the, this is, okay, this isn't. Yeah. This is not garbage. And it would be fun to... This m- is recyclables, is what it is. <laughs> if this was the room, it would be fun to rip it to shreds. It's yeah. not the room. It's no. not quite the room. And that's what I see reviews saying. It's like, Travolta's new movie is the new room. And I'm like, it's not even close. No. To, like, this yeah. is a competent film. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, and like you're saying, I, I knew going in, this is some kind of movie where I can relax with the notes a little bit, even though I still took my usual 10 page. <laughs> where, because it's a... I have a feeling there's... If Durst was any anything competent as a, any competent as a director, he'd get us uh, some ambience scenes, some montage, and he yeah. kind of gives us that. Mm-hmm. He gives us some repetitive montage. Yeah. So yeah. I'm ready to get into yeah. it. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. All right, this is this is it. <laughs> this is the, the fanatic, and of here. course, it starts with twelve title cards because I, I, it's an indie movie. I yeah. have a note. We that all noticed like, this. It's like the Family Guy <laughs> intro, where he's just going through all this. Oh, cool! The movie's starting. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, next God. production. Next, God. and I was just there was yeah. probably ten. There yeah, was. I wrote them like ten. I wrote them down. There's six. Right. 
There's Quiver Distribution. <laughs> Quiver Distribution. <laughs> There's Redbox Entertainment. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. There's Pretzel Fang. Right. Pretzel Wonder- Fang has to be Durst. And pretzel it's Fang. Be. <laughs> pretzel Fang wants you to know that they're one of the, the right. Pretzel Fang. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it. It's like an edge lord on a mic. Pretzel, <laughs> pretzel Fang. Fang. Okay. Pretzel Fang. <laughs> and my uh, God, I'm going to be haunted by Pretzel Fang now. You get Wonder Film, and then you get. MFC, the media finance capital, <laughs> and then Bill Ken right? <laughs> so it took six companies to make this movie. Right. Yeah. Each one chipping in a hundred grand. And here's something. And, to, and I'm just like, who the fuck? Like, how are these? Well, who the where are these guys companies? Bad. Like, who, right. it's so weird how like financing works for movies. Where they like, where do you find these companies that are just? Yeah, I'll give you fifty thousand right. dollars for your movie. You got to play my daughter's uh, bar mitzvah though, and you got to <laughs> pretend you like it. You just got to scream <laughs> pretzel fang at the beginning of the movie. And Fred Durst just sighs and goes, "All right, partner, All right, keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is." God, he's gotten tired. He's thinking about Moose though <laughs> while he's performing <laughs> at that bar mitzvah, and he fires him up. But uh, it opens now. This is very reassuring. When it opens on a quote of a character in the movie, <laughs> it says, yeah. "The quote is: You are a fan. Without you, I'm nothing.'" And it's, it dramatically fades in Hunter Dunbar. Hunter Dunbar. No, that's a fake name. <laughs> what a great movie star name, Hunter, Hunter Dunbar. Dunbar. Hunter Dunbar. It's like, his I name is it. Brock Landers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's true. What's that? You, you are, are Brock Hunter, You are Hunter Dunbar. <laughs> Um, so we fade in yep. to the exterior, like L.A., and it's like, what does it look like magic hour throughout? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Fred Durst was like, "We're getting up, man. We're getting <laughs> up at three a.m. We're getting our fucking setups, and we're getting at fucking four forty-five, maybe five thirty. I don't know. Maybe he was just up from the night before a party, and he was just like, "Yeah, no, we, I'm ready to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that bar mitzvah all, <laughs> all night. I'm ready, guys. Fred, please, it's four in the morning. Let's fucking go." Magic hour, baby. <laughs> but it's like, it's pretty nice looking, though, mm-hmm. to Conrad Hall, W. Hall's uh, credit. Yep. Some exterior shots of L.A. while we're getting this, what I consider this throwaway voiceover. The voiceover throughout the whole film sucks. It's And it's written with this flowery, like, style and dialogue. it's from a character which I think you can throw away. Mm. Yeah. When we get to that, too. It's a window character, yeah. I guess. We're presented as if this is a noir almost yeah. in the beginning. And yeah, to me, I'm like, I don't know anything about this movie but i could tell you right now that one of the main characters is not this woman who's doing the voiceover yeah. so why are we hearing her tell the story about someone else who I is agree. not her yep. this should be a more singular character study yeah we should we should be the ones gleaning what's going on with him it shouldn't right. be some fucking girl right. giving us crazy dialogue it's like should we recut it like blade runner where they yeah. take the voiceover out and watch it play without that it could even be better yeah I would love. I would love if you, Kev, if you want to <laughs> rise the challenge, or maybe we'd call up our buddy Topher Grace at <laughs> Seventy Show, and he can do it for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just uh, yeah. working on this uh, bootleg of uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. I can definitely get that. <laughs> so. Don't just don't bother me. Since <laughs> this is our, our last episode, I uh, did not like Last Jedi. I am pumped for Rise of I'm Skywalker. I'm super pumped for Rise of Skywalker. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I had no problem with Last Jedi, and I'm starting to not give a shit anymore about wow. Star Wars. Yeah. Well, one day we're going to get on the same wavelength. <laughs> one day you guys will reconvene. Hey, we both love Marvel, baby. That's right. Just watch I didn't like Black home. Panther as much as you, but yeah. that's okay. Mm. All right, fair enough. There's uh, it's B-roll of City at Sunrise. We're right. hearing a voiceover, and she's talking about Los Angeles. I call it the city of bullshitters. <laughs> right. Who am I to judge? I live here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote all this down, so... 
God, you just know this off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, yeah, guys, this is off the top of your head. Some get back up and shit knocks them down. Others break down like an old station wagon. You could try to put off the inevitable, but everything breaks down eventually. Even so then, his spirit. But Moose, he's unbreakable. Right. right. So then in the sixth panel, it's a close-up of her face because this is a comic book now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very uh, comic-y. Yeah. Like fucking Jessica Jones that we're listening to. Like, what the fuck? Is, like, why? Yeah, but we, I mean, we get the... It's a little bit nice of a juxtaposition where they start showing, like, the shitty parts of L.A. Yes. They show the homeless problems there and kind of and the we, less pretty parts because in, the, like, the 80s and the 90s, you'd see Los Angeles. It'd be the sunset. It'd be the strip. It'd be all this nice stuff, mm-hmm. but... But, but Durst shows us a little bit more of the CDs. Like, I know the real deal. Right. And as she mentions Moose, we start to get peppered in Moose into these shots of Los Angeles pretty seamlessly. Mm-hmm. He's on a moped. Right. And, and I'm starting to worry. At first, I'm like, uh-oh, like this may be hot garbage. I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah, he is riding a moped. And he's right. got a really weird smile on his face, but you don't know yet who his character is, so I and can't... he's doing this thing. Yeah, the rocking. Yeah, he's swaying kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, like he's humping the air while he's riding the yeah. moped. Uh, but he's on his. It's like in Dumb and Dumber when they're trying to like <laughs> to <laughs> get up, yeah. the, like up the incline a little bit. Right. He's riding through the streets of Hollywood, which he respects. Yes. Very much. It's a sacred land of stars. It's the Babylon, you know. Yep. And he grew up on movies, and he's obsessed with movies, but they don't get into it quite as. And it's a little too little too late if you ask uh, as me. to why he's obsessed with movies. Yep. Sure. Uh, and the, but we get this. And then they intercut like well, with this weird, strange painting of Moose. Yeah, like the chalk paintings yeah. that they interspersed what throughout. What is that? That's a, a choice that was poorly done, is what it is. That's I what it like is. Because Durst it's like wrote a kid's book called Moose, and then he like took the pages, and then he's like, yeah. let's make a movie out of this. I don't mind that they're doing it. If you want to, like, like, you know fucking the words in clerks don't really make much sense to appear every 10 minutes or whatever you know oh, like the Frasier title cards yeah like that doesn't make sense but you forgive it like and i could forgive that if it wasn't for the fact that they do it and then they don't do it for an hour and yeah. then all of a sudden it comes you back you get it a couple times at the end and i'm like oh that's kind of cool i wish yeah. there was either do more that of that the, or yeah. more consistency so behind it because yeah. the paintings are pretty nice too they, like they they're i would like them more if they were more abstract versions of like representations okay. of what's going sure. on his state of mind instead it's literal depictions it and it's a very bad depiction of John. I, I think what they did was animated and then cast John Travolta because it looks like Mark <laughs> Maron. <laughs> it looks like, like a homeless Mark Maron. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm doing this podcast, WTF. I really want to interview. Uh, I'm here with Hunter Dunbar. <laughs> so how'd you get started, Hunter? So what's it like doing action movies? Like, was a guy like you must be like, you know, you got to be fucking working out all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um... Yeah, I, I did just, a lot of cocaine with Sam Kinison. <laughs> uh, so I don't care. Just stop, Mark. I don't care. He's uh, he can't. Okay, he's clearly got no filter. He's clearly on the spectrum because yeah. when he's he re- embarks on the end of his journey after the animation, all that he makes his way to a Hollywood memorabilia mm-hmm. shop. And uh, what is one of the first thing he says to the shop owner? He, uh, he he says, "I can't talk long. I have to poop. I, I got to poop." <laughs> <laughs> Which I was just like, "Oh, that's okay." So yeah. this is where we are. This is the. Movie. I thought it was a good tonal set. Like this it, is what you're gonna get from this type of movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, if it's written by a dude who took himself and and let, no, I'm sure Fred Durst is taking himself serious. But his even his earnest efforts are still kind of interesting because they got this weird like I would I'd say Rob Zombie edge mm-hmm. to it. 
this would not be written by like a graduate no. from like no. Columbia University. Sorkin didn't write this movie, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. but I find it all the more interesting because yeah. of it. Yeah, like here we, I'm just surrendering here. Mm-hmm. But hearing the word "poo" makes me <laughs> also go, "God damn it!" Oh no, I got a poo. Oh no, what poo. am I? Guys, can we pause the podcast? I got a poo. <laughs> guys, time out. Kev's got a poo. What have, right, you, what have we gotten into? Yeah. Okay, we're back. Yeah, pooed. Uh, oh, actually, I had a poo too. <laughs> Can we pause again? Yeah, you got <laughs> a poo. I got a poo. Let's just all poo. All right. I only got one bathroom. But <laughs> don't say that's okay. I'll, I'll do an I'll, I'll do an upper decker. I'll yeah. stand around yeah. swing so that I can <laughs> like in Louis when he busts his head, <laughs> he <Remember> dies. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> he can't. So he can't. Okay, yep. he's shuffling in his steps. He's he's got eye contact problems. He's showing us some spectrumy mm-hmm. kind of uh, things. And he says he's going to a party tonight with none other than Hunter Dunbar. Yep. Which, and us as the audience is thinking, interesting. Hmm. Right. And how did you get this invite to a party? And how's the shop owner? He's. I think. I feel like this exchange is well written. Uh, the guy portraying the shop owner is a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. He's doing a good job here with the repartee. He's being that special sort of extra nice to somebody yep. that they know is on the spectrum, but also treating him with a certain amount of respect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, here's here's the thing, Moose. Like, because he has no filter, he has no problem calling people like the shop owner an idiot, right? Because of his like opinion or something. Yeah. Um, but what does the shop owner say? He says, "Wait a minute, Dunbar is coming to this shop. You didn't know about that, Moose. You're Moose, right?" And he he gets upset about it. He's like wincing. He's like, "How did I not know about right. this?" Yeah. He, he sounds like a kid, yep. and he's very much. He's got this sort of childlike innocence throughout. You don't think he's gonna blow, and then spoilers. The transition to me is not well earned, mm-hmm. but he's a autograph collector, a serial autograph collector, mm-hmm. obsessed with it. And uh, Dunbar Dunbar's coming to the shop for his new book. And uh, you have to buy a copy at the shop. I'm checking receipts. <laughs> Ain't it the way, man. They never let you bring your own shit at a bookstore so when you're getting shit signed. True to life yep. so far. True to life. The one time that I went and got something signed. But uh, Moose needs something special he's got to bring. If he's meeting the one and only Hunter Dunbar, and it needs, it needs to be something rememberable. <laughs> and uh, he says, how about a, a souvenir from Ghost Train? And I like universe building oh like the movie names all Seinfeld, those types of things yes all the, like yeah. the, so many move fake movie right t- everybody out of the channel right <laughs> so that that had me thinking like what kind of movie is ghost train right you know like i want to see hunter dunbar in ghost train is the train yeah. a ghost or a ghost <laughs> right <laughs> see this is the kind of impact durst brings to the table yeah he's bringing he's it's a, a think piece is what it, is. Yeah. it gets you it gets you talking yep i, I got my synapses firing yep. yeah off on all cylinders and, but he's, he snaps on me ghost train so typical you <laughs> idiot <laughs> he snaps on him and the owner gives uh moose well he he says you got to pay me like your life savings which i guess is three hundred dollars yeah the jacket which is a shitty... Like, oh, this really bad prop vest. Yeah, yeah. This leather black, like, rhinestone. It says Rico on the back mm-hmm. in rhinestones. And it's... Excuse me. <laughs> $800. Yeah. And Moose only has three. He says, it's all I got. Like, I need something special, though, for Hunter. He says, well, all right. I'll, uh, pay me 300 by the end of the year. And he says, uh, you're, you're, okay, thank you. So, great. And now he's on his way. And this is when we get the opening credits. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Me, I personally like it when they delay opening credits in mm-hmm. movie. You're raising Arizona. Uh, one of my favorite examples. But uh, I think they're pretty neat. 
And it's very, what do you think? It's very music video-y, I feel like. The opening credits? Yeah. Yeah. Durst is borrowing, I, I don't, maybe from his music video days, but th- I say that because there's a lot of like effects, and it's a lot of quick cutting between like home video, like uh, camcorder footage of like Devin Sawa with his wife. Yeah. It's like kind of like saw-y kind of I, I literally stylized. don't remember the opening credits. I wasn't paying enough attention yeah. to them. With this, by the let's talk about the score a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good score. Yeah. I thought it was pretty, yeah. I thought it was solid. Yeah, it's pretty eerie and, and really sets uh, sets the moments. Mm-hmm. I, think I watched it with Chrissy and I think she said the score is better than it deserves to be <laughs> yeah. for this type of movie. That's a like, way of saying it, yeah. And it's shot probably better yes. than it deserves yeah. to be. Everything about this movie is better than the final product Better than the direction so it, yeah, of I it. I think it comes down to, for me, and that's what it's the engine of the movie I've been saying, for, it's the script, it's the story. It's the story and the direction to a little bit. Mm. Um, and part of it is is just John Travolta in his current career mm-hmm. position. Like that's so? little, I, I honestly think... I did not grade against him. I, I was I went in and I no, was like, yeah, this that's is a, John Travolta. Right. And that's the thing. Like I said, with the handful of times being the exception where he he shines through as John Travolta like he does get lost in the role pretty much and mm-hmm. like I I don't see him throughout most of it but yeah I agree and it, did we see more of this humping we see like and we're wondering I'm wondering what is this footage of Devin saw with his wife like are we gonna is this foreshadowing are we gonna see this later what is this mm-hmm. doesn't really explain it but he's humping and he's moped <laughs> he's riding and it's shot by Conrad W. Hall. <laughs> and I got my little... Blurb. <laughs> the blurb, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, great minds. Yep. Uh, Moose flips the bird. Yeah, I was driving. laughing at that. Like I thought that was a lot of character yeah, for I was Moose. Right off the bat. And I like I don't know Moose as a character, right. but I've gle- I don't... Does he do this? Yeah. I, like, I'm like, okay, he's that kind of guy. But he's the kind of guy, though, we're going to find out he doesn't stand up for himself very much. Right. So it's it feels uncharacteristic. Sure, but uh, he comes home, parks his moped, practices meeting Dunbar in the mirror. I like a very um, obsessive plot, you might even say, where he's not coming home and it's somebody saying, uh, "Oh, we got to prepare for the baking contest this weekend." It's very it's this is happening tomorrow. This is what I'm focusing right. on, you know, and that's why I feel like this voiceover thing get, make it more singular. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's practicing meeting Dunbar. Right, I thought the mirror montage was pretty good. Quick like the cuts. things he was saying was yeah. funny and mm-hmm. like gives you insight into the character and builds it more. I don't know. I guess I don't know if he's bipolar, but what I'm a little puzzled about is he doesn't know what to say first. Though he's very self-loathing. He's like, "You're an idiot." And then it cuts, and he's very confident. He's gonna love <laughs> me. I'm like, "Well, which is it? Do you yeah. hate yourself? Do you love yourself? Or is it just how you are?" Right. I don't know. But uh, he says, uh, oh, back to the voiceover. Mm-hmm. We find out it's her name's Leah, and we're yeah. going to meet her in a minute. Yeah. She says, I put some of the blame on myself. I just wanted to be a good friend. See, okay, that's good. We can put a plus there because what it does is it, it makes us think something bad's going to happen. It's giving us a, a sense of uh, dread. Yep. Right. Uh, he gives alley meeting, very shady, between Moose and Leah. What is he doing? He's peering through right. a fence, like a very guarded gate. 
And he say, what is it? She says, do you bring the cutters? <laughs> yeah, and then she, <laughs> did you bring like the bolt cutters? Because they're trying to break through this fence so they can get into the party. So turns out he wasn't invited to this party. He's going to break into mm-hmm. this high-end bar establishment where Hollywood elites hang out. Yeah. So he's there and he's waiting in the alley for her. And she asks him if he brings the bolt cutters. And he hands her this very small pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, these are scissors. Now, Don't you know a bolt cutter? <laughs> no. Should I feel bad for laughing? No, I think it was meant to be humorous. It's written like, as it's setting up to knock him down yeah. there a little bit there, but I'm laughing. Right. I'm sorry. He's yeah. just like, I don't know what those are. You couldn't go to a hardware store. <laughs> like, I, it's all in the performance. Yeah, he's like a little doofy, but we we like him. Yeah, it's, yeah, we I do. Like him. I There's do. so many times in this movie where I wanted to cry, and like I wasn't yeah. going to cry, you wanted to. but I wanted to cry. Yeah. like I was like, man, if you were just something was just one notch further. I would cry, maybe. I think uh, structurally, I would have scheduled that breakdown a little earlier, because it's a little forced <coughs> when it comes in. And it happens with this guard later. It's very, co- mm-hmm. it seems a little contrived, mm-hmm. but yeah, a little bit. Um, he, yeah, and plus, here's another plus in the column: the movie does not say you weren't invited, were you? No, no. he was. N- we just glean he was not invited. He said, "You bring the cutters." good enough he hops the fence she says well we can't cut it with these stupid scissors so he gets into the party well well one thing first because it gets yeah. called back later oh, is yeah, he yeah. falls over the fence mm-hmm. and he goes am i okay yeah. because that's like such a little kid thing to say is when yeah. you hurt themselves and the parents are like oh no you're fine he's like mm-hmm. am i okay even though he could be totally fucking hurt yeah, yeah. he doesn't know if he needs to be alerted yet. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of funny the first time. Yeah. It gets referenced again later. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little stroke. Yep. Am I all right? He's on the other side of the fence. She can't see him. Everything after the word poo <laughs> <laughs> makes me slowly start to go, I think I might like this movie. Yeah. Like, I think I might. And then it kind of plateaus. And yeah. then I'm like, I can't quite like it fully. But yeah. you, like, it's hard. To, I just, just like, this ain't, this ain't, uh, this ain't Scorsese. This ain't, mm. you know, no. this, it's kind of like late Coppola. I was going to say this ain't Coppola. <laughs> but, like, it's 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 entertaining. Yeah. yeah. He goes to the party. Yep. And Moose asks for a strawberry milkshake, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> then the way he does it, just like, <laughs> it's not quite like James Bond. It's like... <laughs> Just the like strawberry milkshake. <laughs> so, like, like, so confident that's what I'm getting. Just give it to me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can give you a soda or a drink. No. <laughs> and uh, he's like, is Hunter Dunbar here? And he goes, who? Hunter Dunbar. And he just stops himself right. and walks away. He's like, fuck this. Right, this guy's an <laughs> idiot. He doesn't know who Hunter Dunbar is. I, uh, how do I put this? When there's a character who's not as bright as everybody in the room, and they think that it, someone else is an idiot... It's an interesting it's usually, character yeah. move. It's usually funny because that's usually something you do for laughs. But yeah. when you don't play it necessarily for laughs, it's interesting yeah. to say the least. But what is it? he eats? This is a, I thought was a little much. I, there's a minus column. I'm not going to keep doing this, <laughs> but he puts his head first into the appetizer bowl yeah. when and he's he looking like around. Like, I thought that was a little much. But yeah. Amanda, this some actress and right. we, who's in Hunter Dunbar movies, I think. Yeah, and they, we have to glean as an audience because they're not spoon feeding us exactly. He approaches this actress, and he says, uh, "Amanda, I thought you were great in Killer Be Killed. I think you should do more horror movies." He's obsessed with horror movies. How do we know that? Because he tells us. Mm. That's okay. 
Do you guys buy, though, his obsession, particularly with Hunter? I feel like he could have been anybody in this movie. I yeah. needed to see what his bond was particularly with Hunter, maybe even before the movie starts. That's fair, man. You know, I think the movie starts too late. That's probably maybe yeah. my critique. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's because we don't get anything other than that opening scene where he expresses how much yeah. he loves Hunter Dunbar. I guess I needed to see in this world, world building, I need to know how significant of a star Hunter was, how yeah. significant the franchise was. Is he like the the Scream King? Is he like the, the male Jamie Lee Curtis? Because he, he alludes to her a lot. Yep. I do like the, um, the mentions of existing... Yeah, uh, yeah, of other IP. Yeah. I do like but that. But I find it interesting, too, because like, he's portrayed more as just like an action star. So it's like... That's also confusing. He's really just into movies, but like, yeah, he kind of latches onto horror at one point in a way that yeah. doesn't necessarily yeah. jive with everything else. But we, when we see his apartment, you can see the set design. Like, It's designed like a horror hound. Yeah. He's got like this... Uh, but it's also like a movie buff. So I guess he's somewhere in the middle. I wish the movie would have picked a side, and I, prepared, I wish it went with the horror one. Because you can play with that aesthetic more and then maybe even themes more, but they don't. Uh, but he says he approaches Amanda and he's snarkily complimented on, on his shirt. His shirt's a big to-do for him. Mm -hmm. Right, it's a one-of-a-kind. I could show you where to get it, but there won't be one there. <laughs> <laughs> Mo oh, Moose. I want to give Moose a hug, you know? Yeah. The bouncer, though, he sees Moose. He says, hey, man, no uh, outside bags. I think right. you better go. And uh, Leah made it in. And... The movie does not spoon, spoon feed us. <laughs> Leah is a paparazzi yeah. member mm. of that community. She's like a punker. She's got this nose ring. She's kind of uh, seedy. And she loves Moose. I, Which I don't I know why. <laughs> huh? I, I hate, hate punkers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Casey, Casey Jones. I hate punkers. <laughs> yeah. Especially bald ones with green makeup. <laughs> Ugly green bald. Oh, yeah. Um, she's embarrassed. Elias Cotes? <laughs> <laughs> From, of course, uh, you would know his name. Look who's talking as well. <laughs> look who's talking as well. Uh, at Moose's apartment, Leah shows up to chew him out the next day, mm -hmm. and uh, he—he's the kind of guy who doesn't really accept responsibility for his actions a hundred percent because he kind of gets defensive. She's like, you know, I put out my neck, I risk my neck to this party here, and you embarrass me here. And and I think that's like her character to me is is pretty bad. Like, what is what did she stick her neck out for? You hopped the fence. Yeah. First of all, like, you didn't say, oh, I'm with this guy right. and vouch for him. I kept asking myself, like, why are these two friends? Mm -hmm. Does she feel bad for him? Is there some sort of relationship between the two? Like, it's his sister yeah. or something like that, but it never pays off. Right. Um, yeah, it's... That's a minus. It's it's amazing. Like, everybody knows him, it seems. Like, yeah. in this... In this... In... Los Angeles this community, <laughs> the, the city Moose. of Los Angeles. Everyone knows who Moose is, and he yeah. has like all these acquaintances at the very least. And do you guys some have of them any nice? And we did have a homeless lady in our old neighborhood. Remember growing up, like the Holla Holla lady? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe Moose is like the Holla Holla lady. Sure, maybe she was this old lady. Except I, no, except everyone knows Moose is at least yeah. named Moose. Yeah, exactly. We just know her as Holla Holla because she spoke in gibberish and she would scream I, at us. I would assume yeah. that if you went up to her and talked to her, she would not s introduce herself as "I am the Holla Holla lady," <laughs> and right. she would ask where you live, where you live, and I'd be like. None, None of your business. <laughs> None of your fucking business. And she'd go, bah. And then she'd That's walk right. Away. Oh, my yeah, God. I can't that? believe you're <laughs> bringing up the... <laughs> that hand gesture. Yes. Yeah, fuck that you. You're useless to me. Yeah, I want to know where you live. Right, and if you won't fine, tell me... Fuck it. Ah, you asshole. You All right. So 
at Moose's. Yeah, she chews him out. Yep. She helps him get these autographs. And I guess you're asking what's the nature of the relationship. I can't tell you, but yeah. I, I guess she stumbled upon him in the neighborhood, saw him, and was like, oh, you like celebrities? But yeah, what is she getting out of this? Right. She must, he must remind her of somebody. But he says, Hunter Dunbar wasn't even there last night. You promised he'd be there. And he gets like, they f- he, they flip each he, other he off. He flips her off, which I thought was kind of funny. She flips him off, then they laugh about it. He's like, it. that's hilarious. <laughs> and then, like, it just cuts so him. So she, like, knows how to diffuse the situation with Moose, you know, just resort to childish stuff. I, and then, as you even as you say that, I'm putting, like, it, it, this movie almost deserves, if you're going to have Leah as a character, like, a split-like ending. You sure. remember where Anna Taylor-Joy gets, Anna Taylor-Joy gets through to him? Mm-hmm. She's, like, the one. Do you see Glass? I didn't. I did not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, I think I watched the first like hour and twenty minutes on a plane, and then oh. I just never finished it. Okay, so you did see pretty much. Well, class. I mean, yes, I'm. I'm familiar. You with don't know everything. how it ends. No, I don't. Oh, uh, uh, why bother? <laughs> I, mean, I think your version's better, the one without an ending. But uh, yeah, in the bathroom now, he he on Hollywood Boulevard. Right, he mm-hmm. dresses as an English Bobby. That's yep. his character. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's referencing. I don't. I'm not familiar with it, but I've heard of the Keystone Cops, and I feel like okay. that's perhaps he's a Keystone what cop. he's doing. I could be way, way off on that. Somebody could be listening and being like, "Fuck you, right. idiot!" No, I, I'm it sure it's the first time. I'm it sure it's to us. something legit because he's listening to that recording later to like get his accent down, and I'm sure yeah. that recording is from something specific that he's trying to mimic. Yeah. My question, or I guess not even question. Here's my little critique is um i'm always looking for the significance as long as you don't do it too on the nose there's no significance to a english bobby is there is moose i mean horror and yeah no that's not built into anything no there's no thematic juice here right unless there's something we're just not thinking of when it comes to this english bobby character just like you know you see you guys that went over your head I'm, Let I'm me fucking tell you this. Let me fucking tell you this. It's right a now. 1938 French <laughs> film about it. No, an English film. <laughs> Why would French, it be French? It's a French film set in London. <laughs> I, I get it. You guys don't know about that type of stuff. But. Yeah. Like, I'm really into <laughs> film, though. So, all right, partner. Um Keep this podcast rolling, baby. Yeah. You know what time it is. Yeah, so we get to see, like, the other street performers, and we yep. see Todd the God. There's a character in this movie. If you, hey, were you wondering if there's a character in the movie named Todd the God? Because <laughs> there was, is, actually. There is. There is? Yeah. Thank God. Thank Todd, thank <laughs> thank Todd. Todd the God. <laughs> Todd the God. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about Todd, Kev. Yeah, so Todd the God is a, is a street performer who's kind of, like, alongside John Travolta or Moose while he's doing his English Bobby performance. For those who don't know, on Hollywood Boulevard, there's a lot of street performers there just trying to collect cash from tourists. Um, So Todd the God is a shock entertainer, (laughs) some would say. Um, So like he's like hyping up the crowd. He's trying to be very charismatic, which I think as an actor, he's failing at. I'm like, this guy's a douche. Like there's no way people are going to watch and listen to this guy. But they do. In the movie, they credit. do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is, takes place in a not our reality. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and then he's, he basically uses these shock techniques, and then he and one of his accomplices pickpocket the unknowing tourists, mm. which is uh, much to Moose's chagrin. Yeah. So he's, he's not a big fan of that. Because he it respects doesn't, Hollywood. Because it doesn't respect Hollywood. You don't respect the boulevard, and you don't respect the people. Yes. So... So, so Todd the God gets in a fight with his accomplice over how much they're going to be splitting the money. Yeah. And then Todd tries to recruit Moose, of yeah. all people, to do the pickpocketing, which, this whole which Todd, like, come on. Right. 
is garbage. Yes. <laughs> Cut out the entire so bad. Yes. This is garbage. And then the order of these scenes makes no sense because Let's he gets yes. he gets into this big fucking fight with his partner. The very next scene, they're like, "Hey, man, yeah, we're partners back again." Together. And then the scene after that, he's like, "So as you know, I have no partner." <laughs> that that's true. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, is like, true. <laughs> Like I, he he Fred Durst tried or- to pull a uh, uh, a fast one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> no, doesn't work, Freddie. Uh, so you know, it's just one of those days yep. where you don't want to wake up. <laughs> everything, every, so everybody, <laughs> everybody sucks. sucks. Everything is fucked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know why. Um, so he uh, he has a falling out yep. with Slim, his former partner. Slim, that's right. Catches up with Moose, asks him to be a new partner. He says, no, you don't respect the boulevard. You're a fucking thief. He doesn't say fucking, you know. And he just kind of runs away. And, you know, he shows up at the signing at the store. Mm-hmm. Next scene. This is the this is the moment. Hunter Dunbar is there. Devin Sawa is there. He looks all right. He looks like he's been. Th- I'm talking about Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Yeah. He looks like he's been through some stuff, but he looks okay. Like, I thought he looked in really good shape. Yeah. Like, physically, you could yeah. tell he actually, like. Mm-hmm. He's either for other roles like on NCIS, which I assume he's on. Is he? Probably not. But he's <laughs> like the Chris type O'Donnell of guy who is on <laughs> NCIS and has to stay in peak condition even though no one watches it. Yep. Wasn't everybody who was popular in the 90s <laughs> eventually <laughs> on NCIS? Yeah, right. Christian Olsen. Right. But anyway, no, I thought he, he looked pretty ripped. He yeah. looked in good shape. He's a little older now. Yeah, he, um, but I yeah. just think he, look, he looks like he's been through it. He's like, weathered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's but, got like a, He's got this face where I'm just like, every time I look at him, I'm just like, you can... I start doing this thing now where I start kind of like lumping actors mm. <laughs> of certain facial sure. types together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, he's a Jeremy Renner. Oh my god, I thought it was Jeremy Renner the whole movie. Did you? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I kept thinking, oh, this in this like a big budget version, this would be Jeremy Renner. Okay. Right? Here's, yeah. here's what I was gonna say. And I think it's in line with you guys are saying. I don't know if this is a compliment or an insult to Mr. Sawa, but I was getting a poor man's Brad Pitt vibe, but Jeremy Renner, Brad Pitt, yeah, that's oh, sort they're, of they're in the same hair, lump, like, yeah. Just, yeah, you lump them together. Brad Pitt is the alpha of that group, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but these are my little brothers. Right, exactly. This is Jeremy. Yeah. He gives him a noogie. <laughs> this is Jer- no, oh, that's, baby, let's that, that, that's, that's Devin over there. Don't worry about him. I'm 47 years old. Do you see those ads? No. I hit the, the Jeremy Renner singing ads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. All right. So there's there's the lone spotlight effect. Do you yep. see this stylized in movies like uh you know, they, where they single them out stylistically right. in a room, all the lights dim out except for just Hunter Dunbar. Hunter and Moose. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and he's like what he imagines is him like like beckoning him over to sign an autograph, but that's not what happens here. No. Hunter steps out for a minute. Well, well, the store owner like oddly screws Moose over. He Makes sees Moose right. huge mistake. He no sees yeah. Moose is next in line. Let him get his autograph and yeah. then be like, "Oh, there's a Brenda outside." Good. So Good really, the store owner is the villain of this. Movie. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> I'm, asking, I'm like, "Fucked." I'm like, "This up. is a dick move for yeah. the store owner to do, knowing Moose." Yeah. But maybe he's not even worrying about Moose because Moose is Moose, and I actually have a movie star in my store, yeah. and I'm not gonna. But then you know what? Big the, deal. I, I would say that yeah, maybe that's one the case. But it's also like. Once he sees Moose, he kind of like gives him like he almost reacts like, oh, fuck, like yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, this is my fault, Moose. But uh, yeah, he's like, well, where's he going? Is he going to sign my thing? Where, where, where is he going? And he's like, yeah, he's just going off. He'll be right back. He's like, no. He's yeah. like really frustrated. And outside, uh, Hunter says, steps out to it looks like the dynamic is ex-wife separated. Correct. Uh, I thought divorced. Yeah. And um, the son's in the back seat, and it, you can already tell just. 
it's pretty expedited the dynamic that you can uh, glean. Yep. I say that word glean a lot on the show. There's but always, but you know what? You know how easy it is to just have an angry wife and a kid in the back seat and yeah. be like, "There's trouble in that marriage." Divorced. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought Dead it was kind of lazy. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Um, she's mad. You she, know she's mad because she doesn't get out of the car. She, that's how. That's how yeah. mad she is. She just sits in the pe- in the driver's seat, right. and I, then she goes, "I have a date tonight." Yeah, so I'm like, "What?" That's when I was just like, "What is this relationship?" Like yeah. that you're cool with her going on dates. I feel but, like uh, this is kind of weird and complicated, but like maybe they're separated and living together. Yeah, I don't know what's so going on. Weird mm-hmm. vibe to get, but that's the vibe I got. Yeah, and uh, she does have a date, and he's like, "Oh well, I must have." Uh, realize, I should have realized how important that was to you. And she's like, you got 30 minutes. He's like, oh, fuck. He's got to watch his son. Moose shows up at literally the worst time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's trying to kind of reason with his ex. And he, this is, I think, a plus. Dunbar is a, a real douche. Yes. Yeah. He is He's an a actor. Prick. He is an actor's actor mm-hmm. in, in that he is a uh, compulsive liar and uses his charms, acts mm-hmm. his way out of situations. Mm-hmm. With his wife, he says, listen, you call me later. You, uh, you let me have it. And she's like, you're a good actor. Yeah. And she calls his bullshit. Um, I get a history from these guys. And I know it's lazy, <laughs> but I, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's from the old playbook. That's why we get it. Yeah. yeah. But Moose I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just yeah. saying it's just like to expedite it in that way is yeah. like the easiest way to expedite it. Moose shows up. Yeah, worse. He's got 30 minutes, and, he, and uh, they take off. And F- Hunter's in a bad mood, dude. And Moose is trying to flag him down as he makes his way back to the building. And he's uh, he's like, can I? Can you sign my uh, my, my jacket? I, I got the jacket. I bought it. And he's like, how about I sign your face with my fucking fist? <laughs> how about I digitally press my <laughs> fist in your face? Should we tell that story? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> well, you you set it up. <laughs> yeah, I was so, like, so do you know that this that was, was your joke? joke. It was your now joke. Now we have to tell. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we were we were in we were in a band we and we band. were trying to find recording studios yeah. and there was one that we saw online that offered a digital press kit it's and it was the Wolf's Den, Den studio <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the, like the pictures at the time the owner from what I remember looked kind of like a hard ass like there's a bigger guy, dude yeah. with a beard and it's just like oh this guy doesn't fuck around yeah no so, these fucking bass tracks fucking suck right. do it again you know? <laughs> but he's just like a professional you yeah. know like he wants to get it yeah. right so. Yeah. We had joked that we called him and wanted to know about the digital press kit. Like, what does that mean? I mean, it's, it's got, I mean, digitally press my fist in your face. And he was just like, why, why would anyone come show? to the Wolf's Den? I don't remember that at all. Why would I record go, here? But go right, me. Because he's the best. Yeah. The Wolf's Den is the best. Anyways, I'm sorry for bringing up the, that. They say he's the Rick Rubin of Wolf's. <laughs> of Tinley Park. <laughs> so, um... How about I sign your yes. face? How about I sign your face with my fucking fist? That's a collector's item you do not want to take <laughs> home. <Yeah. laughs> That's like a Ben Stiller, what tug speed like, man? Yeah, uh, Tropic Thunder. How about I sign your face with yeah. my fists? Uh, I get like if you just lean a little bit to the left, this whole movie is a comedy. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like it just takes a little bit of leaning. Can we talk about the irony of sure. of Stan? Stan, remember the video? Oh yes, Devin Sawar. He was the obsessed fan. One, yeah, Devin Eminem's, Sawa. Eminem's Stan. Yeah, yeah, he was the super fan, and the roles are reversed for this movie. Yep. I wonder if Fred Durst is like, "All right, partner." Right. And, <laughs> oh, I'm keep sure. I mean, yeah, together, he, baby. He named the uh, the partner Slim. You know, Slim oh. Shady, and they're friends. Yeah. So, like, and then he was in the Break Stuff video. Perhaps the most reassuring scene is when he's in his car with his son. Please, we'll get, no. we'll get to that. Please, we'll, we'll get no. To it. But Moose is like. I bet this is a part where you're feeling pretty upset. You want to cry, but you can't because yeah. it's, it's the fanatic. <laughs> but Moose throws his jacket down, 
fucking Hunter Dunbar says, leave me the fuck alone. Yep. Yeah. Like the autograph session's over. And it says on the box, right? All he wanted was one autograph. <laughs> All That's he like wanted was an autograph. And I, I write, my, if he would have just fucking yes, signed his if he just fucking write shit. That. And you could even, he could have even done it upset. Like, you don't have to be happy. Fine, fucking give it to me. I'll sign it. Yep. That's all Moose cares about. Yeah. But you know what? There's it's just one of those days. It's all about he said, she said, bullshit. 9.5 Limp Bizkit references to lyrics during this podcast. But only two songs. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing. I'm sorry. It's okay. It probably wasn't good anyway. Oh. But he... Can we cut to him asking Leah how, like, immediately? It's yes. almost like a comedic hard cut. He's like, How do I find famous <laughs> people's houses? <laughs> right after he gets shot down by Hunter Dunbar. She's like, Well, uh, we got some secrets. She buries the lead. She's like, We got some tricks of the trade. Oh, I use a thing called the Star Map app. Yeah. And it's literally a guide to yeah. every celebrity's house. Yeah. You don't know anything, lady. It's just an app. Right. And then I, I, like, I have the note, like, why is she enabling him? Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, he had a very poor okay. experience with this guy. You know he's going to go to the house. Later, she's like, I didn't expect you to. Bullshit. Okay, so so villain number one is the shop owner. Yes, the key villain. Villain number two is Devin Sawa for not just signing the autograph right there. And then villain number three is obviously this girl for enabling him and, and giving him the tool to. Now that I think about it, who else, who is not a villain in this movie? If you really, if we're gonna get deep here, no, even the security guard is a villain because he enables him, tells him to stand up for himself. Yeah, so it's toxic. So this movie's actually villain too. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie, yeah, um, he wants to get star maps. Yeah, yeah. and we look in the the app, and did you see the some of the names of the houses and stuff? I I saw. I can't remember. One was Jack Torrance. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. Red Dress, like they're gonna like this reference. Shining reference. No one's seen The Shining. Deep cut, man. It's not one of the biggest horror movies ever. She makes him promise to be careful, and that's all she makes him promise, right? Mm-hmm. Keep that and put that in your cap, okay? Moose calls Leah. He says he loves the app. This is later on. Mm-hmm. And he says, James Franco lives 15 minutes from me. We're practically neighbors. <laughs> Dude, stay away from Franco's house. Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's been some uh, news even like yesterday. That's not about a neighbor Franco? you necessarily really? want to have. I did yeah. not hear that. Apparently... He, Let's just here's the thing. Any the, the thing about James Franco is anything that comes out about him, <laughs> I'm immediately gonna go. Yeah, that makes <laughs> it sense. It could be true. He was yeah. using his acting school. Believe this or not, guys. He was using his acting school to dangle roles in front of allegedly yes. in front of female actors' sure. faces, and they said that wasn't cool because I guess it used maybe sexual. Sure. Uh, it advances yeah. uh, because of that. Yeah, I that allegedly. Sure. So, um, but James Franco lives 15 minutes from me, and Moose has like. A stand scene. He writes a letter yes. to Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's a strongly worded letter, and it's about how he needs to treat fans with more respect. Right. It's, it's not like, I'm going to kill you. We're no. not there yet. No. It's just uh, a little escalation. And then, and then he ends the letter asking for an autograph and to follow him on social media, yeah. which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's, he's not like doing he, anything malicious at this point. He's yeah. really just expressing his pain and, and hurt by the fact that he was wronged by uh, yes. by Hunter Dunbar. Two things Great I wish name. they developed more for this movie was how special is his relationship with Hunter Dunbar? And two, I this is just my note, make him more obsessed with his uh, Instagram Make him more obsessed with his social media. Social like, media a little more. Uh, that's everything to him. And uh, I feel like that gives him more personal stakes, too. And it just ties into the, the whole celeb culture thing in this movie. Yep. But uh, 
next scene, he's looking for 2845, 2845. It's the address, uh-oh, of uh, Hunter Dunbar. And he's at the gate, and he's got an envelope with the letter, the strongly worded one. And he sees Hunter jogging just down the... Or Hunter sees him. He's jogging down the street. He's got his son in tow on his bike. Makes his way to his property, sees this guy at his gate, and he says... He doesn't recognize him, does he? Um, Which is a little weird because, yeah. like, that's the very distinct. You'd think maybe Durst wrote the autograph scene later, like with this partner <laughs> thing. With the he wrote this whole movie out of sequence. <laughs> if, if the the street hustlers or anything, depending to, on how the cut turned out, yeah, certain scenes yeah. should have been taken out. You know how some filmmakers are like, oh shit, I don't have an ending. Right. Fred Durst was like. I don't have a beginning. <laughs> fuck, guys. He's like, fuck, I don't have a one-fifth way into this movie <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> it's not nice. No. And this is al- this is almost like cartoonish. It's al- it's very 2D, the way he's treating him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like a lot of the reviews I read ahead of this was, A, the portrayal of autism. B, was just how 2D like this dynamic is between he's he's just bullying him yes and then all the reviews say this movie does not like fans it hates fans i tend to agree when i see scenes like this you see devin saw saying just being outright mean no right. sensitivity to this guy i mean i guess in a way you could say that it makes a statement by saying like look at who this at like look at the asshole that this guy was obsessed with so like you know yeah because he's really not that good of a person he's no. a, he's an asshole to him the whole time well, and yeah. then he himself i mean mm-hmm. gets into a point where he forgets that he's not an actor for a moment there you know like that's what forgets that he is an actor and mm-hmm. that's what like that's why you have to credit this movie. i think it just makes you kind of think a little bit yeah but uh but, you know like the main note i had was just like and you touched on it with the 2D. He's like, he's so threatening towards Moose. Yeah. Like, to a point where I think most, probably 99% of the population wouldn't be. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell there's something wrong with this person. Yep. They're, yeah. They're challenged to a degree. You're not mm-hmm. going to stab him with the marker in yeah. his chest. And Which is, like, yeah. Like, there's no way that you're going to be this aggressive towards yeah. a fan. I understand he showed up at your house, but you're a celebrity. You're on star maps. Like this has probably happened before. Yeah. yeah. You're in a gated community. He's not inside your house. Like he was just so overly aggressive with him to like, where if anything, it's a lesson in like, if you ever become famous for some reason, yes. don't treat people this way because right. you never know what's going to happen or who might be licking your toothbrush. Yeah. And this is all <laughs> fine. As long as, fucking hunter gets his gets hunted at the end he gets his comeuppance right, right? it yeah. hinges on the ending and you know we'll get there yeah. but uh just give him the autograph right but he gets all in his face it's tense right off the bat he threatens moose he says if you're ever in this neighborhood again i'll fucking I'll kick your ass yeah, yeah and just and he he eventually does give him the autograph i think a more nuanced script might have tied in danny and like maybe befriended moose behind the scenes with much not to hunter's uh, knowledge you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. could have done that maybe right. but uh he signs aggressively yeah. His, uh, yeah, the shirt yeah hunter on his just his first name in all caps on his his special one-of-a-kind shirt and you could see his heart breaking as he's it's like I don't know how to, but you just see his heartbreaking yeah. as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And we hear a voiceover again from Leo. God, which I, don't I have that as my next note. No, terrible voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> just immediately follows this relatively tense scene. They say you should never meet your heroes, but meeting them isn't the problem. It's getting close enough to see behind the mask. Yeah. So meeting them. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, otherwise you're just seeing somebody. If you're not actually meeting somebody, <laughs> so, you're just seeing them in the distance. 
Back to English Bobby yep. mode. And he's crushed in that band. Yeah. He's like devastated, putting now, on the hat. And we record this today. And again, I almost want to cry, but I, yes. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't quite cry. We record this today, October 4th. Mm-hmm. Joker just dropped. And I write in this part where he's looking in the mirror, putting on his bob. <laughs> Is this the poor man's Joker? <laughs> if it just was more... Uh, rich with the the character we all know and love, the iconography, sure. the, that those rich themes. This, this movie could have ended with Moose becoming the Joker, <laughs> like in, an, in another universe. <laughs> this yeah. is Joker. Like he could become Joker like, at the end of this. He is a he is obsessed with performing arts. Yes, he is a a performer. I feel this is kind of like there's Joker. something there, yeah. but then half of the internet would be like, "Fuck you for thinking that somebody with autism can just immediately become the Joker." Yeah, you know, right. like because that's what but everyone's bitching about right now. Is like, and Tom, I guess I haven't seen Joker, but I guess Thomas Wayne is this Hunter Dunbar. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. or or the the talk show host played by De Niro. I, I Which, can't wait. But for by the Joker. way, who the fuck would ever give Robert De Niro a talk show? Like, I, oh, mean, I would. <laughs> you wouldn't? No. I mean, like anytime, every monologue would be like, I want to punch Donald Trump in the face. I, really <laughs> I don't like give do, a fuck. We really like fuck to do that. <laughs> fuck him. That's all. Just fuck him. See the no. Irishman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like me. anytime, like I don't mind Robert De Niro trying to be funny. I have a real problem with Robert De Niro trying to be a comedian, like, <laughs> like, like loose and like yeah, dancing. Yeah. How's and the crowd of, like, going? Hey, hey, you can't like win over Fallon. the crowd. You're not yeah. gonna. No, it's a little, it's a little forced. But you walk and then you sit down in the chair and you don't move from that position. Your head is the only part <laughs> of your body that moves at that point. That's Bob, what you do when you're De Niro. Bobby D's got this. Yeah. Uh, Todd the God versus Moose again. This is in the bathroom. He tells, um, this is on the street first, like it's kind of intercutting, but then it goes to the bathroom. On the streets, um, he he actually engages some random guy. He tells a random guy he respects Hollywood. And then, you know, a lot of people think I'm actually English. (laughs) Yeah. In the bathroom, this is when Todd the God and his former partner, question mark. New partner. made up. Moose and I'm like, really? This is not high school, right? This is really like, I feel like all Fred Durst knows. Like he stopped learning things after (laughs) high school, so all he knows don't behave like that as adults. So then Moose gives him his lunch money, right? He's like, Fred, no, Fred, he doesn't have lunch. Well, maybe. And then Slim comes up and then he books him. Yeah, (laughs) he books him. And he, d- he pantses him. Yeah. Or was it D-pants? That was I don't know. You just got it, pants. I always heard pants. it both ways. Yeah, you got pants. That to me is like, yeah, I picture a guy putting on a <laughs> pair of pants. Like, here <laughs> you go. That's what I... I had these awesome shorts on, and all of a sudden I got pants. <laughs> you got pants. Like ah, the plaid the, trousers. The reverse pickpocket, like the, Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, uh, he says, he says to... Uh, to uh, Moose, he says, you're going to say nothing. That's the way you're going to keep it. When they're like threatening him. And then this nice security guard intervenes. And it's like, he's like the high school truant yeah. officer. He's like, yeah. what is going on in here? Boys, get back to class. <laughs> no smoking in here. <laughs> and he tells Moose not to, why you messing? Why you let those boys push you around? Right. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a training montage with yeah. Moose and the guard, <laughs> like <laughs> teaching him how to fight. <laughs> And uh, he says, you got to learn to fight back someday. That's how you become the moose. Right. Stand tall, boy. Have some respect, respect for yourself. <laughs> That's right. He's going to be mayor. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mayor. Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> and he, back to voiceover. Yep. I have, she says, I have no idea why Moose would go back to that man's house and we're cutting. And he's going because back I'm not to really Hunter's involved house. in this story that much, so I don't <laughs> I have really no have idea a lot of the why details. He keeps going back you probably to that. shouldn't ask me. I mean, but Moose is actually at home right now. You could probably go talk to him. But here's my one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. But once you found the cookie jar, once you find the cookie jar, it's hard to not go back for more. 
dead. Fred. And to, to, to the actress playing Leah's credit, she's doing it dead as best oh, yes. as she can. As best as she yeah, can. Yeah, but again, we're not in a fucking noir, so why is she acting like a detective? Like Yeah, she's like a Jessica Jones. And a, yeah, yeah. Fucking. And he's back at Hunter's. Yep. And I kind of like the, if this is the pattern we find ourselves in. I like this because I just I know it's going to get progressively scarier and weirder. Mm-hmm. So Moose is scared off by Hunter's housekeeper and she's inside the house. She screams from inside. He runs out of the backyard and she comes out holding some kind of award. It's not like any award. that yeah, we've yeah. Seen. It's like when it's like at, like the teacher's store. It, yeah. It's like they can't you like, you it's know, got a star can't be holding an it. Oscar. Yeah. He, yeah. They couldn't afford to use yeah. an Oscar. So he had to have that thing that we gave grandpa when he was like, <laughs> like turned when he was seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's that same one where he's holding up the star. Yeah. We gave him that exact trophy. <laughs> and Hunter thinks it's like a blockbuster. award. This is my blockbuster award. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every award, every award that he doesn't have one legitimate award in his whole he home. Got best stunt. He's got one a of his awards. Best you know what would have been a good homage if uh, there was a golden hand like Idle Hands. Oh, one of my favorite yes. horror comedies growing up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when I was tra- <laughs> I was trying to tell Caitlin about this movie when she got home after I had watched it last night. And I was just like, yeah, it's got John Travolta and Devin Sawa. She's like, who's Devin Sawa? <laughs> um, and I'm like, uh, Idle Hands. You ever see that? No, no. You either knew, you either grew and up I was like, and like, thought you, he was a dreamboat. Did or? you see the little giants when you were a kid? <laughs> She's like, no. How about uh, Tom and Huck? <laughs> I didn't JTT. think about Final Destination the whole time, which oh, she may right. have actually known. But right. But yeah, I remember girl when we were growing up. Like, yeah, they loved we had a friend named video. Tiffany. She was like obsessed with Devin Sawa. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the the hot boy when we were too young to really know who the hot boys right. were. All I knew was I was just mad that he was getting attention, and yeah. I was. Who's this fucking guy? Oh, the girls like, man, if I could be horny, I would be horny <laughs> for this guy. His hair's so blonde and parted in the middle. Yeah, he looks like a. It literally looks like the head of a dick, and I'm <laughs> kind of into that. That's like the JTT hair. <laughs> yeah. So he runs off. Moose yep. meets up with Leah outside the Earth Cafe, and she's on the job, paparazziing with her camera, Jessica Jones style. And, and this got a laugh from me where he says, uh, uh, "No, you could say." I it. don't know the line. Oh. I just remember him oh. being like immediately next to her as she's taking a photo. Yeah, he says, uh, "Earth Cafe sucks. No milkshakes." <laughs> <laughs> and we get the milkshake callback again, <laughs> and Moose tells her. Maybe this movie should end with him bludgeoning Devon Saw with a bowling pin. <laughs> right. right? And Talk saying about he drinks his milkshake. Yeah. Drink your strawberry milkshake, <laughs> Hunter. So Moose tells her he was just at Dunbar's house. And this is bullshit. And you call it, Kev. Yeah. She tells him she never told him to use the app. What? I told you what it was, but I never expected <laughs> you to use it. It's Fuck so bad. You. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. She's becoming villain number two quickly. Yep. And she's she, already villain number she's two. Three. So she's three. She's villain Hunter's number three. Two. In a oh, world yeah. of Hunter villains. has two villain moments already, so he's getting he's actually edging out the <laughs> store the owner at this point. <laughs> she tells him uh, he's a stalker, and this yeah. is like Marty McFly's chicken. Yes, yeah. This <laughs> really it triggers him. S- yeah. He says, I'm a fan. I am not a stalker. Do not call him uh, Moose no. a stalker. Mm. And... Uh, Fucking Todd comes up to Moosey's, and this is, you would think that that scene with the partner never happened in the bathroom, or it was right? supposed to happen later. It seems like that was supposed to happen before even the, the falling out with yes, the partner. before the yeah. money talk. Right, and he says, we're going to make mucho Donald Trump, Moose. <laughs> what the fuck is that? He says, um, you're going to be my partner, we're going to, you know, he says, no, yeah. you're a thief, you don't respect the boulevard. And, uh... <clears throat> 
this is like we see the monster. Yeah, we see moose. The the real moose come out. Mm-hmm. The antlers. He uh, <laughs> he grabs Todd the god by the neck, right, or the lapel, the, the throat. Yeah, he, he pretty much throat, he pretty yeah. much strangling him without like Against really the wall. strangling the life out of him. And you, it would be broken up, but the security guard likes this. Yeah, because <laughs> he's sick. And uh, he says. And I really wish they'd lean more into horror, horror culture, culture. Yeah. He says, I wish Freddy Krueger would come and chop off your head and a truck would run over it and splatter it and everyone would watch it. Yes. And uh, and it's one of those elaborate woo. wishes of pain on somebody that you can only have mm-hmm. as a child. Yep. Like, you know, where you wish that somebody's head would fall off of their body <laughs> right. and be kicked onto the street. And then you could laugh and then a car would run <laughs> over it and it would get splattered <laughs> under it. This movie, And then the remains would fly up into a nun's face or something. <laughs> This movie needs to play the hits, I think. Yeah. The, the horror hits. Yeah. It really does. And it gets close. It yeah, does. It gets there at the end. I thought the yeah. third act was going to be a clinic in like, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Horror yeah. fear. Nope. But the guard's proud of him. He comes up. He's, he's like, Moose is like, did I do bad? And you want? I feel bad for Moose even after that. The guard's like, no, are you kidding? I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, and, and Moose says, I'm going to make him stop. Like, who? And right. the guard just sees him walk away. He's like, I'm going to make them all stop. And, uh, and that's when you whoa, go, I should have stopped you that. you got to call the police. Do you, I said yeah. earlier that this maybe wasn't earned, but eh, I guess given the progression with Hunter and, and Todd the God, I guess it's earned. All the bullying. Yeah. I guess he needed another character to kind of like, and I bet Joker does this very well with like his mom or something, mm-hmm. where it he gets that breaking point because something very that he loves very close to him gets taken, ripped away. Yeah. Or something. yeah. I'm that just guessing. Ha- that doesn't actually happen in this. Like, yeah. So no, yeah. it doesn't. I wish it did. Yeah. He needed that extra thing. Mm-hmm. He needed that extra Joker thing that we all assume is going to be <laughs> in the Joker. <laughs> so the housekeeper, the one earlier who had the, the Star Award, tells Dunbar about uh, Crazy Man in the Garden. And he doesn't really care. He's just kind of blasé. He's like, well, whatever you did, it must have worked. Right. And she's shaking. He like he sees she's clearly shaken Which, by this. Which, again, after you've had two encounters with the same crazy guy, maybe you should be a little more suspicious yes. about this warning from yep. the... Yeah, He's an idiot. Maybe, like, oh, well, whatever you did worked. Not like... Oh, did he have a fucking weird ass haircut and carry a backpack around? <laughs> yeah. No, All right, now it's time to call the police. It's pretty easy to identify him, yep. and, and she doesn't. She doesn't even like give him any description because he doesn't ask. It's dumb. Yeah. yeah. But he hugs her, and of course, I'm, I'm thinking, yep, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna he's go gonna, for it. He kisses her, and uh, I thought this was. I didn't hate this. I thought this was interesting. If you're gonna, if we're not gonna like spend the whole movie with Hunter. I like these little glimpses into like his life with the ex-wife, with him with the housekeeper. Like it kind of paints a pretty clear portrait oh, of who this guy he's is. He's a shitty guy. Yeah, he's yeah. an asshole. I thought that was a nice touch of him doing that. And then she walks away, she says, We shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yep. So you get that history. And he goes, Fuck, like I fucked up again. Like I'm a compulsive I don't know what. Right. He's I, that's a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Ah, my star is on the fall. Right. <laughs> I guess that's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, outside, he goes. He catches up with the gardener. He's a douchebag. Right. I, I put it. He's bullying the gardener for some reason. Like bit. this guy's being pretty cool about it. He's got his head, his earbuds. Yeah. In. He says, "Hey, hey, you gotta listen to me when I talk <laughs> to you, man." Sorry, I'm just listening to my music. He's like, "Well, hey, listen. If you see a strange man in my yard, you gotta let me know, okay?" And he's like, "Hey, it's it's raining. Uh, can I go home?" And did you guys? I was waiting for him to say no. Right, you're staying. No, you gotta finish. Yeah, but no, he lets him go. He goes. Let's Whatever. Him go. I just thought I was. I was waiting for like yeah, but it, 
not for just to be an asshole, but also because like you just warned this guy about somebody like, okay, well, I have to leave, but you can leave too. And then we don't have to worry about anybody walking around the yard. Like you just gave him this warning and then I he's know. like, no, you can go. Yeah. yeah that I saw Be that. on the lookout, except not <laughs> right now. Right like you don't have to do that now. Like, Very right. dumb. Yeah. yeah. But because Moose is there, he's on the property. Yep. He makes his way inside. Everybody leaves or Hunter. I think you know, he goes gone. somewhere with the sun. I think yeah. he takes him to soccer. And he uh, oh, and then we get that we get that time. like terrible like father. You're gonna score some goals for me tonight, yeah. son. I'm just like, oh, uh, this is just the worst of all douche. stereotypes for this poor <laughs> Hunter Dunbar. And uh, he scares. Okay, so Moose goes back. Housekeeper finds the letter from earlier. Remember when he she first scares him? He drops yes. the letter on the ground. The envelope is still there. Nobody noticed it except her again when she comes back. And she starts reading it, and that's a big no-no. Mm, Moose right. blows his cover, runs out from the bushes, says, don't read it! Don't! And she gets freaked out. Mm-hmm. She starts hitting him with her, like, washcloth. Right. Panicking. Yep. I wouldn't say she's a villain. <laughs> <laughs> she's, no, he's she, the villain yes, in this. Yes. But you don't, you don't... I mean, I guess you have every right to slap him with your towel... But maybe he's trying to talk to you. Right. And you, you might just, be yeah. able to get away with talking to him. I mean, yeah, like, it's hard for us because we know more about this character. Why are we? I'm empathizing the, a lot with Moose here. Yeah. Right? Well, you, he's an empathetic character, but it's when a man who looks like that comes out. And, and he's, after you pick yeah. up something strange in your yard, he's like, don't read it! Don't read it! <laughs> <laughs> I might start beating the shit out of him, too. What the fuck is going on? All right. Fair enough. Don't read and she's already booted him off once. Yeah, so I, there's that. I will say this: a towel compared to the end of this movie is uh, a kiss. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, uh, he's just slapping him. He says, "I'm just a fan." He's getting hit. Yep. He, of course, he he kind of defends himself. I knew this was going to happen. Yes. He yes. kind of punches you her in the know face. It's happen. She falls back. Accidentally breaks her neck, I think, on like yeah, a smashes giant, her head, on or just yeah, she just like the blunt force trauma of the back of her head, on like a yeah. bird bath or something. Yeah, and she she's clearly dead. Yep. This is a nice so little moment. For this me. is this is kind of like that catalyst moment of like this is the the moment where he's now over the edge, but like yeah. it's, it's it's he's committed a murder accidentally. But yeah, like I don't like when they do it too because like we all see it coming. Like yeah. like okay, he's gonna accidentally hit this woman and knock her out or kill her that way. And then it's either going to set him off from there or, yeah. you know, it I doesn't quite go there right away. I like what they do because he kills her and he, he knows she's dead. Yeah. But then because of his autism and his inability to read situations mm-hmm. and relationships, he just leaves her there. Yeah. And then he just goes back to what he was going to do. He's like, oh, I'm in Hunter Dunbar's house. So he starts going into the house. Yeah. One disregarding tra- totally, this totally person who's dead. Like, by... doesn't understand what just happened. Yeah. I mean, he knows she's dead, but he doesn't understand the consequences of that. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't even know that he's uh, she's dead. Or maybe he, he's like just... It's possible. It's kind of right. like in the back of his head, but like he does just say, like, that's just a nosebleed. You just... Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. He that, does. That's, that's the scene I love in this movie. It's really dark it's kind of funny it's really off-putting and weird she's dead her nose is bleeding he yeah says, oh that, that i've had those before that's bad you just got you got to get a bunch of paper towels you just right. got to stuff it and that's right i forgot dead. about that yeah and oh. then yeah like and that's when he gets distracted by something else and then walks away from yeah. her so yeah like as you we're talking about the violence in this movie and there's not a lot um moose is safe I, I will defend this movie uh, when it comes to the portrayal. 
in terms of the nefariousness of mm-hmm. his character, there's nothing nefarious yeah. about him. Right. No. He just wants an autograph. Right. That's his through line throughout this whole movie, even well, to the end of the movie, right? Yes. I mean, he, he does. The, I mean, he do crosses. He crosses lines, and he does cross a line. Yeah. But it's to, to me, it could go. It could. I was expecting worse. Yep. I was expecting mm-hmm. almost like a slasher. No. At You're this expecting point. misery, almost. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what I was expecting. Yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. when I read the little synopsis, which is vague, it says it escalates into an act of violence. You think it's going to be done on Dunbar. Right. Right. Don't you? Yeah. Well, spoilers. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Moose is in the house, and we actually get to see him play, play with some moose antlers. Yes. Like in the house, and he's banging on the piano. The piano part had me cracking up. <laughs> yeah, that's just funny. Jumping around like, yeah. And uh, he's excited. He's he he's a, happy. He takes a dump in his house. <laughs> this that's what triggered me. This movie is an amalgam, and we'll we'll figure out the cable guy aspect of it. I was gonna say, yeah, there's a lot of cable guy in this. The flashback is. Straight out of the cable yeah. guy. Yeah. But uh, one hour photo. Have you guys seen mm-hmm. that? Uh, Robin Williams is obsessed with a family. Breaks into their house, takes a dump in their toilet yeah. in the montage. Uh, so I think Durst was inspired by a couple I, yeah, movies. But he goes in. Uh, he looks at the fridge. He likes the son, Danny. He says, all that money, no ice cream. He's got right. no ice cream. He in loves the, that there's drilling home, that like childlike wonder. I need ice cream. I need milkshakes. And mm-hmm. yeah. He reads a he reads a bad script. <laughs> he has time to read a bad script. And says you shouldn't do this. This movie's stupid. Yeah, and this is gross. The toothbrush thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like horrible bosses, like with Jason Sudeikis, and like he's rubbing. He doesn't rub it on his asshole, but he rubs it on his tongue. Yeah, and he brushes his teeth a little bit with it. Yeah, yeah. it's gross. Yeah, and he sees that uh, maybe Hunter has a little bit of a drug problem, like a prescription drug problem. Yep. He says, oh, Hunter, you shouldn't be doing these drugs. Right there. And it comes into play later. They're sleep medication, mm-hmm. right, to help with his insomnia. So he's obviously suffering with some sort of sleeplessness. I thought that would play more cleverly into the movie. Sure. It doesn't. It's really just an excuse for him to stay asleep during a scene right. where he would otherwise wake up completely. Yeah. I got to explain this away, man. <laughs> There's no holes in my movie, partner. Right. <laughs> no hole in, hole in, hole in, hole in. <laughs> Uh, he watches the home movies on his sofa on a on Hunter's camcorder on like the viewfinder. It's one of those where they green screen. Oh, the where viewfinder. it's like major high def. It on looks the as good as life. Right, it's very true to life. And then it shows the actual footage and it's high eight tape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and the viewfinder it looks so fucking good. <laughs> He's watching home movies of it's just uh, Hunter and his ex, I guess, on vacation and yeah, they're kissing. She's pregnant, and I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it. ri- it's right before the uh, the boat crashes on the on uh, Isla Nublar and then he, <laughs> he gets lost and. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Let go of the rope. <laughs> Look at the baby. Do I like how much we all know changed? Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 is very the good. The best. I'll still stand by it. I have bigger problems to fry, Jerry. <laughs> it almost qualifies for the show. It does. It's a very close. Yeah. Just and that, that right? I would never thought I'd. But yeah, one, a Jurassic Park movie. Almost I never qualifies. thought that a fucking Rambo movie would qualify, but sure enough, <laughs> the latest one did it, guys. Coming in the next wave of yes. ninety, the Rambo, newest uh, Last Blood. Last Blood, yeah, yeah, which is supposed to be terrible. Awesome, <laughs> got that looking f- to look forward to. It's uh, it's the moose of Rambo movies. No, that's too much. Yeah. But uh, he falls asleep on the couch watching home movies. Then a car pulls up outside. He wakes up. 
And this is a suspenseful scene because you don't know if Moose is going to get caught. Mm-hmm. He's hiding in the background of the house as uh, Hunter tucks in his son. Like, first he brushes his teeth with the fucking toothbrush that Hunter yeah. or uh, Moose used. And then he's he finds his somehow. I don't know how he got there. We don't know how he got there. Moose is under his son's Danny's yeah. bed. And he's in the closet too. Yeah, yeah. Moose makes a lot around? of Moose makes a lot of uh, he he covers a lot of ground yeah, in this a, house. You should call him Ghost, he's not Ghost Train though, because that's typical. It's like Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he like grabs a dinosaur toy from under the bed and yeah. like, just kind of keeps it with him while uh, Hunter just tucks him in and. Uh, that's it, pretty much. Hun- I thought I thought that the, the, this was gonna play out like he's he literally like waits under his son's bed like all night long and like mm-hmm. has to find his way out the next morning. Like I thought he was just gonna go to sleep oh, under yeah. the bed there, and I was like, that is so disturbing. I didn't think he was gonna do anything to the son. No, no. I never th- I never suspected him to do anything. Yeah. But yeah, just the idea of him just like waiting until the morning. Right. I was actually hoping like because I think that's like 45, 50 minutes into the movie at that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe the rest of the movie is going to take place in the house that only, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. I'm like, Jura- like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, or the second I, place. I like that movie. In the house. Did you see it? I did, yeah. Okay. I like that movie it's a lot. Bad. It's not bad, yeah. I think it. I, this might be a hot t- second favorite, maybe third favorite. Yeah. I don't um, know. Jurassic World for me still does it. Hmm. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so it's so the new one sounds great. Mainstream with yeah. the OG cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But uh, Dunbar, Dun, Dunbar, Dunbar falls asleep in his recliner. Moose shows up, sneaks in, sees those meds with some beer on the coffee yeah. table, and he sits next to him in the chair and he kind of rocks back and forth, takes a selfie, posts it on kisses him his Instagram or whatever, drops the cell phone like on his chest and he doesn't wake up. This is where I'm like, man, this is creepier than creep because like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, puts a blanket on him, watches TV next to him. Then that's when we get the when he's watching TV, a flashback, and it is straight out of the cable guy. Yeah, that's the it's really the crux of why Jim Carrey's character is the way he is because mm-hmm. his m- same reason why Moose is, I guess, because he would plan himself for the TV while his mom would hook up with just random fucking fuckheads. Yeah, and they were just, or just do really whatever. bad, neglectful, d- essentially just raised by the television. Yeah, but again, that doesn't quite necessarily play exactly into. I mean, I guess he's watching. He's watching Night of the Living Dead, so right? So I guess that does play a little bit into the horror, but yeah, like it's not earned. It doesn't no. quite. I wish they leaned into the horror obsession. More. Yeah, they needed to. They needed to fix that. And you know, make him, make Devin Sawa more of a horror icon than yeah. right. And the I think so. With that, with the mom, you kind of get the lack of a father figure in his life. So mm-hmm. then I started thinking, oh, is he using like horror movie action stars as the, his dad and he wants them to be his parents and mm-hmm. which is why he never really grew up. I think I just, I, we all just figured it out. Hunter Dunbar needs to be old and he needs to be the guy that raised Moose on TV. Right. He, ne- you know what? Yeah. You know what he should be is essentially like a Robert Englund. Where yeah. he was yeah. a character who like was but known to th- be there needs to be an age gap. Yeah, right. why is he half the age of Moose? Yeah, like yeah, that's that's he a little bit be weird. Twice the age of right. Moose. But yeah, the idea. Yeah, they should flip roles in this. <laughs> they they yeah. do a face off and they just switch, <laughs> and they switch faces halfway through. But no, like yeah. maybe perhaps John Travolta. And I'm not saying Travolta is not great in this. I think he is. But yeah, that's my I guess hot take. But maybe younger. And then older, right. like England, like 50, 60. Yeah, because then what you could do is, and it's the the kind of thing that I think that they try to touch on just a little bit in the, well, we'll get to that. But okay. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, the flashback, mm-hmm. and he's watching Night of the Living Dead because it's uh, royalty free. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is the most egregious. This scene. I want you to look at my notes right here. <laughs> look how big I wrote. Fuck you. Okay. Because this pissed me off so much. I, I was hoping that. Like, I'm trying to justify it in my head. And I'm like, maybe this was, like, second unit. And they're like, we're going to do this part for Fred. Yeah. He doesn't know that we're going to put Like his... an outtake. Right. Like a blooper Right, we're going to put this part in the... So go ahead and explain okay. this yeah. uh, Hunter so it's Dunbar. the next morning. Yeah. yeah, he's driving his son Danny to school or something. Yeah. And he says, you want to listen to some music? How about a little Limp Biscuit? Fuck puts on... Uh, it's not be, one of their hits. Must be new, right? It sounds like, yeah, kind of like... Sounds uh, new. I don't know if its results may vary uh, era or what, but... Uh, they chose the cheapest song in their own catalog. Yeah. He chose the cheapest song in their catalog to use. And Fred Durst said to himself, I'll, only, I'll give it to you half price, too. <laughs> All right, Paul. Dude, it's your money. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. You're welcome, Fred. <laughs> right, um, to but myself. yeah, no. So I, I couldn't believe it. I went into the movie thinking, I really hope he, that he doesn't inject Limp Biscuit into this at all. I can't believe he did. Like, I, right. if he had... And I... I, I does he have any self-awareness, I ask? Yeah. Because if he had any, maybe it's just ego. Right. Just, it's just Honestly, ego. like, if every bit of credibility I was giving you as a filmmaker up until this point it's just kinda, went out the fucking window yeah. as soon as you put Limp Biscuit in there, and then you're like, this is shit I used to listen to when I was a kid. Or I'm like, trying to think. Right. I know there's other musicians turn filmmakers out there you better believe they're not referencing their own no. or if music. they do then they do it as a meta ironic joke and, and it's veiled yeah it's and not, this just does to not my band yeah. right and like Devin or dunbar's rocking out to it like isn't this great it's i used just, to listen to this when i was a kid so it's a little throwbacky a, right like i think what fred is wanted trying to do is make it the nostalgia act that he wants it to be like your kids aren't gonna make fun of me but i bet your parents still love me kind of right. deal i don't know but anyways yeah. it was it was unfortunate Very i wish right. they didn't do it yeah. yeah yeah it is a sincere earnest tribute to them in this movie directed <laughs> yeah. by the front man but he sees moose in the street walking, and he I guess he got out of the house, got a head start, but they caught up to him in the street. He, like, speeds up to him, slams on his brakes. Which is so stupid. It's like he speeds up to him, and then you think he's going to run I him over. I thought he was maybe going to hit him yeah. or something. Yeah. Remember the time I did that to you in, like, when we were coming home from, like, high school or something <laughs> like that? You're walking. Was it on Highland? No, it was on Ridgeland. Okay. Well, you're walking down Ridgeland, and this was after I had the Firebird, and I see you and a few friends. <laughs> I, I do remember, And yes. I speed up to you, knowing that I'm going to break, and I break just a half a second too late, <laughs> and you're, like, standing there, like, what, what, what? oh, shit! <laughs> I, I do <laughs> remember you actually react, like, what the fuck? I, do I thought remember. we were doing a bit, Jer. And I was like, I thought we were, too. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But, yeah, he slams on his brake right before he hits Moose. And it's... Uh, Deja vu because he threatens him again, and he even says, "If I see you in this neighborhood again, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna kick your ass. Get my Remington, right? That's, shove yeah, it up your ass. Time, yeah. I'm gonna be shitting bullets, <laughs> right? Like, shitting you know, bullets and sh- blood for the next two weeks. Ooh, you call the police right now. And 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 I've, I'm feeling for Moose. He's he's crying. He's cracking, man. Mm-hmm. He calls him a stalker. You should not do that. Triggers him. At the very end, Dunbar he does it. And he gets back in his car, and uh, that prompts Moose. You know, he's walking away. He's got his tail between his legs, his antlers. Well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and he turns back. That triggers him, though. Sh- no, no. He says, I am not a, a stalker. I'm a fan. So, but then 
out of this moment, like we get more we Mark Marin draw a chalk drawing. Chalk drawing. Asking yeah. us where we got our start. Talking about his producer Brendan. And you're like, what the fuck? Why are you choosing to do uh, this now? Yeah, dating girls half my age. It's just <laughs> not the wisest thing. It's also weird because it's like when he turns around and he yells, "I'm not a stalker. I'm a fan." Mm-hmm. Devin Sawa doesn't do anything. Like he doesn't get so far away from him that he couldn't hear him. Like it's yeah. it, that sh- that almost warrants a reaction from yeah, Devin. But you know. they just end the scene. And yeah. I thought that was a little strange too. I also thought it was strange when he yells "Boomer lives" to uh, Hunter Dunbar. Yeah, why does he yell yeah. it? Yeah, he starts talking oh, about yeah. his cat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mark Maron <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ma- Moose is uh, as Bobby, the English Bobby again. And I write my notes. What's the significant? significant other mm. right guys yeah. Yeah, thank you the moped breaks down and moose falls dude he eats shit yeah like i feel like travolta probably hurt himself on no, this take if it was him that no. was so not him that was That's, not him i looked no? at that i'm like that Si- the body size of this man is not the uh, same as john travolta i think God that's a stunt double cheer but it's also <laughs> to me it's like the most He's on a moped. You do not need to stumble off of a moped. Like you All could right. just like put your leg down and you're fine. Yeah. Hey, you know he doesn't need to eat it. That's all I'm he saying. Eats it pretty bad. Yeah, and it he looks has, like it hurts. Am I all right again? Yes. And uh, he chews. Uh, he goes to the mirror and he uh, chews quote unquote Dunbar out as if he was talking to him face to face. And he's mad. He is. Uh, <laughs> he. Um, who stuck by you all this time, you yeah. know, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It is not okay. And mm-hmm. he, he burns all of his Dunbar memorabilia. and uh, He's like watching Hunter's movies on the projector, and it looks, the movie looks so bad. Yeah. Like, oh. we're talking like, like second unit got it with like a shittier camera. Yes. And it's just like Devin saw his garage, like yeah. the side of his garage. This, this was maybe. truly like, I thought this movie looked like the Brock Landers movie. Angels from, live in yes. my town. Yeah. This and, is, we're getting some serious yes. chest rock. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brock Landers vibes. Like it was so like lazily done. Mm. The movie that he's watching with Dunbar in it. Yeah. They could have put more. Like they could have made it that. look really good. They made the rest of the movie look really good. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that was the point. Like, right. Like know. Dunbar's movies are shit. They yeah. like, uh, it's almost, they always have to, I liken it to almost like making a copy of a copy of a tape. You always mm-hmm. degrade it. If you're making a movie that takes place in a meta Hollywood era and they're watching a movie, it has to have the lower IQ, yeah. lower everything. Yeah. And then if there was a movie in that, it would be even dumber. <laughs> another and movie Like a clone of a clone of a clone. <laughs> like in Multiplicity. Yeah. Oh, another movie I wish qualified. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, yeah, so Leah shows up, right? Yeah, Leah shows up at his door and she confronts him. She sees, because he's an idiot, she sees his selfie with the sleeping uh, hunter on <laughs> the couch. That's the most on ridiculous his thing to learn at this point, like that he's been posting all of this stuff. She says, that's clearly illegal, and he's like, I'm going to block you, I'm going to unfollow you, or like, whatever. Yep. But the, nobody's noticed this Hunter Dunbar is... I guess an a, a celebrity. Mm-hmm. No one's noticed that. Uh, well, did he tag I, him? I assume <laughs> yeah, he has. I assume he has no followers. Yeah, oh, okay. that's, that's the thing. You got to assume that. But he's if got he tags them, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that like you can't always just tag a celebrity in these things. Like sometimes yeah. they will immediately like you. They'll prevent it Remove from being the tagged. Tag. Yeah. All right, but, but yeah. So that's like where you mentioned Dan. They could have pushed a little bit more into the social media side yeah. of of Moose and been like. 
everyone seems to know him. Yeah. So people probably are following him mm-hmm. and would have seen that. But I have to operate under the assumption now that nobody sees it because nobody follows Moose, yeah. Yeah. which goes against everything we've seen so far on right. Hollywood Boulevard. I would have a, I would honestly, I'd have a meeting with Fred Durst. I would sit down and I'd say social, like even your opening credits can be like laid out like an Instagram or you can, it could be like a uh, horror, like do yeah. some one or the other. And then my question, I would sit him down and be like, okay, <laughs> so Slim and uh, and the other guy are, are they Tyler together God. or are they not together? And is he are kid? they partners? You answer me that, Fred. No, I'm not going to answer it for you. You Wh- have to tell me which one is Kid Rock. Who's the surrogate <laughs> Kid Rock yeah. in this? Um, so she asks for his phone and he pushes her. He says, and he gets "Get aggressive. away!" Very. Uh, this is basically the end of their friendship. So she is a useless character. She only comes back. When it's all said and done, yep. yep. She should have came back earlier, intervened, maybe played into the plot more. If you're going to have her, I don't know though. And and they're using like it's the second time now that they use the term BBF. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah, that. Yeah. It's like okay, it's BFF. I was it's trying like to best figure friends it out. forever. I'm assuming it's like best best friends yeah. or something. But they're trying to just like Durst is injecting this like my vocabulary into this people are going to talk about this like they do brick you know like the way they talk uh, in brick they're going to say bbf like what is bbf uh, because they never explain it fred durst is uh, like diablo cody well yeah like the first time you hear it it sounds it's i thought he was saying it wrong and yeah it seems like a joke like he oh yeah that's funny he messed up the the phrase but then they use it more than once leah uses it oh you want to lose your bbf this is when we get Maybe the only time I like this chalk drawing of Mark Marin Moose is he's laying in a blood puddle in yeah. the fetus position. I'm writing it's foresha- is it foreshadowing or is it more of an abstract depiction? If it's the right. latter, I'm for it. If it's the former, I'm a little upset that you're giving me the ending here. Yes. But it's better than just what story. had already yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then well, okay, let's just keep going. Dunbar wakes up and this is it. This is the end of the movie. He Hunter Devon Saw wakes up in his bed. We don't know what's going on. He has a paper towel shoved in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like he spits them out pretty quickly. Yep. But he's he's got these good knots tied to his arms and legs on the bedposts of his own bed. And he looks to the ground and he sees a dead moose yep. on the ground. Not the animal, but <laughs> our main character, puddle of blood. He's laying still he's like oh this fucking creep right. killed himself and i himself. thought that I was like what an interesting choice yes. that is to now play the rest of this movie with this character being dead there have you seen gerald's game I have, yeah. you? no that's gerald's game I How have, is it? yeah. it's good it is pretty it's good excellent well, there you go except for the, the courtroom stuff i it's you it's don't a mind that weird movie yes. with the moonlight man yeah. i still think it works i yeah. don't know why <laughs> i don't know why yeah. even with all the flashbacks with the abuse and stuff right, right. that's not I, it's it was a, a good weird flip. movie, but I like it. I'm sorry to digress. But no, yeah, no, I, just, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a really interesting choice. And I was like, it's, oh, so he's just doing this thing where every 10 minutes this yeah. is a new movie. But no. That's when I, when I saw Gerald's Game and I saw that, spoilers, Bruce Greenwood, they're having sex. Carla Gugino's tied to the bed. He has a heart attack. It's like, how is she going to get out of it? Ooh, it's such a good setup for yep. a movie. Um <laughs> he uh, he's tied to the bed. He sees Moose, and Moose does a saw reference. <laughs> he gets up and he he literally calls it by name. He says, "Game over, saw." You like, got jigsawed. He, yeah, you got <laughs> game <jigsawed>. over. <laughs> okay, he leaves yes. the room. Comes back. What happens? He's now Jason Voorhees. Yes. Yeah. He has a hockey mask on. We he got has an a interesting. Knife. I'm like, this is pretty cool. This yeah. is a fun 
homage to horror. I thought he was punking him again with a yeah, fake knife. Yeah, with a knife. fake knife. Nope. It was just like fake stabs, like really light stabs on yeah. Dunbar's chest because so. he starts bleeding and he realizes he hurt him. He didn't mean to. And I realize even before we get started that this idea is now ruined, like this fizzled out before it even, like this faking him out with right. fear from other movies. He could now put on a, a glove with, uh, with the uh, Freddy Claus. Yeah, yeah, or he could do a scream bit, right? Mm-hmm. He could call him from inside the house. He could do all that stuff. He doesn't do no. it, though. Uh, it, it ends at the... Well, there's one more, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. He does the saw reference, uh, dresses Voorhees. He does give him little stabs, yep. and he says, I'm such a good actor. I can act <laughs> with you, Dunbar. And uh, Dunbar is at first a little, maybe a little aggressive, a yep. little, but then he, as most good victims do, they try reasoning and rationalizing and being very nice with him. Or as most skilled actors would do. Yes. Yeah. And Moose tells him not to be so... Why are you so mean to me all the time? I don't like this Mr. Blonde, even though I'm a you know yeah, huge a big Tarantino fan. He's a horror guy. Why is he getting dousing him? Though? In I mean, gasoline? he's a fan of an action star. It's the problem. That's what, that, yeah, is, right. that is it's the, the fundamental th- problem. Yeah. yeah. He says Mr. Blonde <clears throat> starts dousing him with water, not gasoline. So that's the last kind yes. of fear fake out. Although the confusing part is that later on, Devin Sawa does still refer to it as gasoline. Does he? He's just like, we'll get, out, we'll just get out of this gasoline, like oh. something like that. Where I'm just like, yeah, right. but it's not gas, or is it gas? Like, I don't what know. is it? Didn't okay. catch it. <clears throat> but uh, Dunbar tells him, Moose, you hold the power in our relationship. He tries reasoning with him. He says, "You're a fan, and I'm nothing without you." The quote of the movie. Oh shit! And Moose makes him repeat it, and like you think that's like the crux of the movie. I guess it is right. in a dumb, weird way. And we get the voiceover back again from Leah, and she says, Moose didn't just cross the line. He fucking, fucking nuked it. Oh, man. God, shut up. Fantasizes. I don't like this as much. He fantasizes while he's kind of... He's got his own Reservoir Dogs situation going on where he's got a guy in the other room he doesn't know what to do with. And uh, now he... Uh, this isn't Reservoir Dogs. He fantasizes about Dunbar giving him that autograph yeah. and that stylized, you know, dark room. And... uh Moose comes back up the stairs, quotes Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. And tells Dunbar to get ice cream for his son. And we're thinking, where is this going? Where where are we going? Dunbar tells him that they're both scared. It's okay to leave. You hear that in all those. It's like, hey, I won't call the cops if you leave right now. Yeah, Yeah. I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. And he promises that I'll sign whatever you want. What's your name? Right, whenever you want. Like... (laughs) I'm indebted to you. And yeah. he, he says his name is Moose. That's the only time he goes, Moose. Moose. <laughs> Your name is Moose? Moose. Right. Okay. Okay, Moose. <laughs> Whatever. Did you yeah. say Moose? Okay, Moose. I'll and, tell you uh, what. I think both good actors in yes. this scene, right? I thought that scene where Devin's clearly playing the father figure for him at this point, where mm-hmm. he's cuddling up on him, yeah. he's holding him, he's just yeah. wanting to get some sort of attention from this guy he's been seeking the whole time. It's just it's just like, and I'm thinking, I'm watching this, I'm like, all right, Devin Saw, maybe you there's some hope for you yet, mm-hmm. not just on NCIS, but right. other, other <laughs> works well, or stuff. It's, but, it's questionable because there's this extra layer of, like, he doesn't have to necessarily be selling it completely because if you're not buying it, he's an actor in the scene in mm-hmm. a moment where he's clearly acting for this guy. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a good scene, but at the same time, there's this extra yeah. air around yeah. it. And um, I'm, um, well, yeah, Sorry, I, no, 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 it's okay. A, um, but th- th- that is a really nice part. Oh, what I was gonna say is I'm really loving Devin Saw in this movie. I'm loving both mm-hmm. of them. 
until Fred Durst makes Devin Saw do something so uh, mean, yes. so over the top to yeah. Moose that I'm feeling really bad for Moose by the yeah. end of this movie. So, so yeah, continue, sorry. Yeah, he uh, he says, uh, you ever heard about um, Moose is offended? Okay. Yeah, so he mentions the son. Yeah. And he says, please, or he goes, don't touch my son. And that triggers Moose again with the father-son thing. I would never touch the, your son. I would never hurt him. What makes you think that? Mm-hmm. Everything you've told me now is bullshit. Yep. I realize you're just manipulating me. Yeah. He he calls, he knows that uh, he's placating him. Yep. He knows that he's being extra nice. He's not a complete moron. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, now if I'm Devin Sawa in this situation, even though I'm acting my heart out to get this guy to mm-hmm. believe that I'm on his side now, all you have to say is, hey, I'm just trying to protect my kid. I don't, right. you know, like it's a very simple explanation. I, uh, I think uh, that you can still maintain your character with, you know, mm-hmm. this is probably the juiciest bit of the movie. And it's a shame it, it only lasts as long as it does. I feel like take out the fucking Todd the God stuff, stretch out this third act. Yeah. And yeah. let's really get deep I agree. here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can even forgive all the stuff where you don't get to know his relationship with horror, with with any of that stuff. Social media. If in the third act, we can catch up with just. Maybe a little exposition mm-hmm. clever, though, mm-hmm. between the two guys for, like, give me 20, 30 minutes. Yep. But we don't get that. Yeah. Nope. No. What happens is uh, this is a nice moment. Uh, Hunter Dunbar, he teaches Moose about uh, acting technique visualization, and he tells him to imagine them together, all right? We're putting on fresh duds. We're going to Musso and Frank's. Can we go to Musso and Frank's? <laughs> right, a nice yeah, we'll go to restaurant. Musso and Frank's. We'll get some chocolate ice cream. Strawberry. Yeah, we'll get strawberry. <laughs> Don't worry. And it's going to be great. We'll watch some of my movies on the HDTV. And at this point, Moose has his head on uh, a tied-up hunter's chest. And it all sounds really great to him. That's really all he wanted in the end. It's innocent enough. It just got a little uh, dicey. Mm -hmm. Moose unties him. He lets... I just know that right. as soon as Saul looks yeah. at his own hand, and goes, "Yeah, that feels better." Let me let me show you uh, what comes next. He unties his other right. hand. Doesn't he just straight up punch him? He headbutts. He headbutts. That's him. right. After he goes, "Where'd you learn how to tie these knots?" Oh, YouTube. They could teach you anything on YouTube. So there's more. Yeah. I'm involved in social media, yeah. but not explored enough. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and he yeah he headbutts. Yeah, him. he headbutts the shit out of him. Uh, and I'm going to say that he unleashes hell on him here. Yeah, it's and I'm going to say if you get any gratification from this sequence with what he does to Moose, if, yeah, you're fucked up. Something's wrong. Yeah. Because what happens is... It, it's a it's a well-executed scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I think direction-wise... You're talking... And effects just, and... Yeah. It's well done. And like you mentioned, if if you're coming out of this like, oh, I'm glad... Moose is getting his comeuppance. Like, that's really not the point here. Yeah, no. But go ahead and explain it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, Hunter, I guess in a fit of rage. Yeah, he's got a shotgun above his bed. He, just uh, at the ready, mm-hmm. which is weird. Right. He, he mentioned the Remington earlier. So he we does. know he has the gun. Chekhov's Remington. <laughs> yeah. Truly Chekhov's gun. Pulls it out, and he uh, first thing he does, he shoots... Uh, he shoots Moose in the hand. Yeah. yeah. Blows off, off his fingers. Like four of his fingers. And yeah. you get a nice prosthetic, it's blown a good up effect. hand. Yeah. And then, uh, is this with the ears next, or is this later? That's later. That's later. Yeah. He, they're upstairs. He somehow he crawls out of the room with the hand, yep. and he like pushes him down his stairs. Right, and he grabs a knife out of the bedstand as well. Yeah. Moose falls down those stairs, makes his way to like the kitchen area, the kitchen, and uh, he's fucked because uh, Hunter has him dead to rights with his gun. Mm-hmm. He t- kind of turns him around. He's on the floor. Hunter's ho- uh, hovering over him, and... Uh, 
shoots both sides of his head, right? Right. I assumed uh, he was making him deaf. Of yeah. Some, like just, blowing out his drums. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was sh- he was just a really good shot. He is a good shot, mm-hmm. but he uh, he was shooting like his ears, like his actual ears. It turns right. out it's just next to him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like and we see that as like a fear that, technique and to destroy his hearing. Like fucking, Moose is never hearing again. That'll yeah. temporarily paralyze you in a way too, because yeah. you're just like right, the, like the ringing of that ear will really fucking well done, really well in uh, Copland with <laughs> Slice Stallone. There's a scene where someone shoots a oh, gun yeah. purposely right next to his head, blood, and it, we get to hear the ee for yeah. like a good chunk. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's what happens to Moose. Fucking Saw runs out of bullets. Yeah, he goes to shoot him, I think, right in the chest or right in the face. Like, this, the look in his eyes yes. when he pulls out the knife and goes, well, I guess I'm out of bullets. Like, he doesn't say it, but his face yes. says it. Well, I guess I'm stabbing you. Stabs Moose in the eye. Yes. Yeah, but there's a moment that he has here, and this is what I was going to talk about earlier, where it almost like... He has a moment where he realizes, like, oh, fuck, this is real. Like, yeah. Right. It's not one of my horror movies. Yeah. This is not a fucking movie. And that's where it would also make more sense if he was, like, a horror villain in these movies who was, like, a slasher. Who's used to killing people in movies. Who's like, holy fuck, this shit is real. Not not the good guy, not the hero, but maybe the bad guy. That'd be a nice. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. He's not the action star, but the, the villain. And it would even, like,. I, I there were so many directions I thought this sequence would go. I the first one I went to was after he signs his shirt Hunter mm-hmm. violently. I'm like he's gonna carve his name oh. into, into fucking Devon Saw's chest They're later in the movie. Moose into his chest, and it's gonna be poetic. And but Durst is not no, <laughs> that he's poetic. Not that clever. Uh, he stabs M- Moose in the left eye. Yep. Yeah. Dead center. He screams and Travolta sells it so oh, well. Yeah, he really, really watching does and so listening well. to this. Uh, and that is when Devin Saw realizes the error of his ways. He kind of sits back, sees what he did, helps Moose back up, helps him out of his house. And wraps his hand up yep, and stops s- the bleeding. Sends him on his way. It, they don't say anything to each other after that. He just leaves. And cuts him on the streets. Mm-hmm. That's like... What a, what a weird ending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, he walks the streets, eardrums blown out, eyes stabbed, fingers gone on his right hand. And what happens? These two foreign visitors. Yeah, tourists. Tourists. They, uh, in like, I think Spanish, they start making fun of him. Well, no, they, no, they, they think, think he's it, in costume. Yeah, they think he's a street performer. Guy. So they're like, oh, my God, your costume's amazing. It, it did, looks real. Which is. And I'm feeling salt in my wounds here. Yeah. Right. It's we- And it's 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 a weird statement about Hollywood that they don't really make throughout the rest of this whole movie. Where it's, 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 it's that sort of it, you see it all the time in movies like uh, that's cynical. You're going to get chewed up. You're going to get raped by this right. town. You know, it, it'll just spit you out. Right. And they'll just and think people it's will an laugh at you thinking that you're doing it for, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it doesn't it doesn't quite drill that point. Right. But it happens. And voiceover again says Hunter. He's an actor and a survivor. It's Dora that I'm worried about. Yeah, no we finally one? get referenced again to the maid who has yeah. been in the backyard, right, who's for been dead for a day yeah, plus. Yeah, it. I guess my, I was like, okay, kind of plausible because the gardener's gone. It must have been Friday when it was raining. He left. He'll come back Monday sure. maybe, and she'll be there, and then they'll find him. But what happens is, um, cops show up at Dunbar's house. The gardener is there at the front right. door. He, he, he fingers yeah. Dunbar like, oh, that's the guy. Dora's like, murder. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Busted this... Busted for something that has nothing to do right. with... And, 
And I mean, it doesn't help that Dunbar answers the door covered in blood. Yeah. So he's yeah. covered in blood. There's a murdered woman in his backyard. I can see the leaps being made, but I just don't get like why the gardener's like, oh, that's the guy who did it. And you guys like, I he think let me go home early. That's <laughs> right. the asshole. Right. That's the guy. Um, here's the thing. If this movie were to keep going and it doesn't much longer after this, this would get squared away. I'm sure if Hunter has any security system in place, and right. even if he doesn't, if he has an alibi, he does most likely, yeah. and Moose doesn't. It's just, it's likely that Moose will get his comeuppance and Dunbar will get cleared. Correct. I just, yeah, and I don't even like this ending. No. So Moose and his BBF, Leah, she catches up. She sees him fucked up on the streets. She says, oh, my God, Moose. They get together. They get help, and she says in her voiceover, he wore the scars like a badge of honor. He was, like, proud of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's back to his old Moose self pretty quickly. Right. They're on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and give us something to go out on, something to chew and it's not. It's uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He sees the Louise Fletcher star, and he says, she's not a good nurse. That's like a cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. thing. It's, and it's That's the last line of the movie. It's a gag. They yeah. they end on like a sitcom joke. And then, and then they, they put up the painting, and he's a pirate. So yeah. like he's embracing that he lost his hand because yeah. it's a hook now. Yeah. He lost his eye. It's an eye patch. So that's, what he's embracing is this that, movie? and that's what he's going to be on Hollywood Boulevard is he's going to pretend to be a pirate now. This movie feels like a dark children's book about a guy who embraces his deformity through his stalking. Right. And I'm like, I'm not for this. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, weird. Like I said, I wanted to like this movie. Like, I, it, I I almost like it, but then you get, like, an ending like this, and you're just like, well, what am I supposed to do with this, yeah. to be honest with you? And like I said, the only thing I can really figure out or, or like, um, squeeze from this fruit is that maybe Durst is working out a complicated, now soured relationship with his, his fan base. It didn't, it didn't work though for yeah. me. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, What's but this it's movie just like I, I that's what I was about to ask you. Like, <laughs> what is it trying to say? And who is Fred Durst in this situation? Is he Moose or is he fucking Hunter? Because like the obsession can lead to excess, uh, which can lead to consequence. But then those consequences can make you realize something about yourself. I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of the reviews were kind of just saying like, oh, it talks about the complicated relationship between fans and the celebrities mm-hmm. when really I think it's it's almost more one-dimensional than that and it's just like you should treat your fans with respect that's pretty much even it. though they may be overbearing yeah and like he's and clearly crossing lines but as a celebrity you have mm-hmm. a certain responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. to the fans and to treat them with respect even mm-hmm. if they do cross some boundaries mm-hmm. but what's weird about it is that this movie is not a cautionary tale mm-hmm. it's not like you better be nice to your fans, or they're gonna fucking kill you. Right. No, they're like you better be nice to your fans, or you'll hurt them really badly, right. and then feel really bad about yeah. it, and yeah. then maybe get uh, charged with murder. But then you'll probably <laughs> For get an unrelated issue. Later. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really muddy. Yeah, um, and and here's. It's easy to critique because here's my solution, and we've already talked about this. You build in those themes with the social media and the the, horror, the obsession with the horror, the dynamic, what, and make Dunbar older. He's the guy who raised Moose, this this young guy. Make Maybe Moose a little bit younger, make Dunbar a little bit older. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm loving that idea of just, like, switching the roles and having yeah. Travolta be this washed-up-ish yeah. horror star but also, okay, well, sorry, I just remembered. Give uh, Hunter some humanity, some sensitivity. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he had nothing, Because without that, you have no dimension right. in the story, in the character. 
Yeah, that's not 2019. His, his redemption is after he had already stabbed and shot a mentally little, challenged late. person. Yeah. Granted, who tied him up in his own room. And yeah, like the sequencing of these events, maybe it's just the placement of right. them is a problem. It's also like, honestly, throughout most of the movie, you're like, well, Hunter's the asshole in right. this situation. He's the bad guy. And the comeuppance that he gets is like, it It doesn't feel, it's not enough for what he did to, yeah, to, to Moose. moose. Mm-hmm. And then I he's going to get away with what he did to Moose. Because Moose probably isn't going to say anything. He's not going to yeah, yeah. rat out that he went to. You hear it from Leah. Like, he's a, a survivor. Uh, he's an actor. So, yeah, the movie's like, ha ha. He's kind of, he, he, he learned his lesson, but not the hard way. Right. So yeah, and he really didn't learn and, that. And much maybe of a that's a, a testament of like celebrity privilege and how they don't ever really have to deal with things the hard way. And then the, perhaps the negative reviews is because this movie's designed to piss the average Joe off, right? The fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That but, doesn't make but, for a, a lovable movie, right? But I thought overall it was actually a pretty good movie. Like it was so much better than I, I expected. I wouldn't feel bad like telling people like, oh yeah, if you want to watch the fanatic, give it a watch. It's super yeah. quick, and there's yeah. a great performance from both mm-hmm. Travolta and Devin Sawa. Again, actor fucking acting. Yes. And if anybody says let's get together and watch this as like a hate watch, I'm not for it. No. I'm not coming. No. Right. Sorry. There's not enough to watch. Ironic. There's a couple things in here that'll make you laugh, and to be honest, you're almost like I think it was intentional yeah. for a few of these things. Yeah. But and it succeeds. Like every horror movie, although uh, could you really? Would you call this a horror? This is the kind of like the s- similar discussion that we had with Creep. Mm, no, right? I wouldn't think this is a horror movie. The end turns a little bit horror-ish when he's torturing Moose, but yeah. just from like a torturing perspective, not but enough death. And and I think his motivations. It could have been a horror, but here's the: th- I don't think he could have been autistic and been the right slasher and, and s- slaughtering people. The yeah. difference is, and they could have been the same movie up until the point where he goes to the garden with the housekeeper. Instead of accidentally killing her, it had to be a purpose kill, and then subsequently purpose kill, purpose kill, right. purpose kill, and that Which I would have accepted. Like purpose kill like Leah, and like yeah. that's what triggers it is that he kills Leah his best could have friend. Easily been a casualty. Right, and even her ghost doing the voiceover would have made maybe that's a little better. Yeah. You know that she's actually been dead this whole time. Yeah, almost. But that what this movie is is just uh, maybe some half measures, some mistakes, some misfires, some some poor sequencing, some poor characterization. But certainly, I I will not say this movie. I won't go so far as to say it's insensitive to people no. with autism. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so either. I mean, S- Travolta's it, safe. Insensitive in as much as like you can maybe roll your eyes at the fact that he's in any of these any of this situation just the same way that, that they people are rolling their eyes off out of at Joker. You know, like yeah, they're like, oh, this is what you're gonna do with a person with mental like they have to be crazy and like well, he's not even that played as crazy. He's yeah. just misguided. You yeah. know, it's a slippery slope when. Uh, story has to dictate character behavior, and if that character behavior is not it's on, not on the level mentally, yeah. you get some scrutiny yeah. from professionals, from people with people uh, in their family who have that sort of stuff. I get it. It's just um, it's acting. It's it's a movie. It's a work of fiction, and I don't think Fred Durst is meant to, he, he wanted to hurt anybody. No, 
And it's it's not like it plays as a commentary on mental illness or things no. like that. Right. It's just so happened that character, character was study. mentally challenged and yeah. was put in these situations. It's just a half-assed character study. Right. It also makes a lot more sense if the mentally challenged character is the one who's listening to Limp Bizkit in the <laughs> Ooh, on that note. So that I'm is it. I'm listening to it on the way home. <laughs> Kev's going to eat you alive, Jerry. I'm going to get a, a seven-page text later. And it's going to cool. say, please follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Guys, tweet us, which uh, who has the better behind blue eyes, the who or <laughs> Limp Bizkit? Tweet us. Let I, us know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be much of a, a fight there, but that is it for, well, I don't want to say this season. Yeah, but that's we're our, not quite. We got one more. We got one more. But after this, this is the last this is, this fresh is, one. This is effectively the last, uh, uh, last recording. It's been uh, a fun wave of 90 uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. I Absolutely. know you joined late in the in the run, but mm-hmm. it's um, been a crazy like two years. Two years yeah. for one That's season. Crazy ninety <laughs> episodes. Well got done, got guys. two more years coming up. That's awesome. Yeah. Another ninety. Another wave of ninety coming up. Thank you. Um, and that is it for us. We will have one more episode next week, and then we will uh, fill out the remaining weeks of the year with some uh, some special some specialness. Cool. <laughs> Um, but that is it for us on a nearly two-hour episode. Woo! Wow. One hour fifty-five right Holy now. Cow. You guys want to round it up? No, we're not gonna. <laughs> I got a poo. We can just leave it rolling. <laughs> just let it roll for a little while. Oh, that is it for us. I am Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Kevin Kirchman. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.